<laughs> and action. This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> this show is behind the shem shemas schemes. I'll give you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. Yeah, it's a nasty scheme. You maniac! What is a man? You blew it up! Damn you! A miserable little pile of secrets! Damn you all to hell! What is BTS? When we are successful, we will be. We have a real chance of this. Your patience is wearing thin. I don't know. I'm, in, I'm into uh, conspiracy theory, man. That's my thing. You guys into that shit? You read that stuff? I do. I think fast food. Fast food, I think, is like a conspiracy. You know? I think that's how they just keep us dumb. You can't even think after a while. You ever notice that shit? Like, you ever have your whole day planned out? You eat one Egg McMuffin and you're just on the couch? Yeah, you know what? Fuck my dreams. I'm just gonna lay here for a while. Gotta stretch out. Have a good time. Dude, it's It's unbelievable. Healthy food, you can't, you can't even smell it. You have a bag of apples right in front of my face. I, I, my eyes are closed, I can't smell it. 200 miles away. Oh, fuck, is that, is that KFC? Hey, you want to get some chicken? <laughs> well, then you get a bucket of it. I'm telling you, you never notice that? You ever notice whenever the government fucks up, all of a sudden, like, McDonald's has, like, a new sandwich? You know? You're just sitting there screaming at your TV. How can I get pardoned all these CEOs? New McRib, oh, I'm going to fucking turn it. <laughs> Shove it down your face. 94 McScams Deep, and this is episode 94 for Behind the Schemes, April 25th, 2022, and I am Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. And all the way from way the hell over here on the bereft coast where billions upon billions have been served, my name is Lavish. And joining us for the second time, uh, not in person, unfortunately, but we have none other than the marvelous Tunsa joining us tonight. Hello, everybody. What's Welcome good? Welcome to the show, Junta. Good to have you here, sir. Thank you for having me. Ooh, we'd have you anytime. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, wow. We, uh, we all met up in Nashville, and we had Valentine's Day special, and we also had an episode of BTS there, mm-hmm. which you, you joined us for. Ever present in my mind. Changed my <laughs> life. It was a good time. No doubt. Yeah, I, I want to say something that's a little bit embarrassing, perhaps, to Booberry. He's like a real Chad dude. He's a big, <laughs> handsome guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. That's right. <laughs> I'm super hot for him. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh. Oh, we do. We have, have a- this reaction over and over again. Yeah, I'm, 
I'm I'm very blessed to be surrounded by so many handsome ass podcasters and and gorgeous uh, podcasters as well. It's uh, quite phenomenal. It's not anything I ever expected. Yes. He's a tall glass of water, ain't he, folks? <laughs> yeah, well, you recounted the story of like showing up to the airport when we picked him up in Nashville. And I saw him, and I was like, well, that's got to be him, just like you did. But then like, there was a small part of me that was like, nah, too, too, that's like a rock star or something. He's in, in town for a show, doing some sort of like alt-rock country thing. Well, shit, you know, I might as well was, take my pants oh, off now. Jeez. <laughs> This show's going to be ending pretty early tonight, folks. <laughs> and pants removal acquired. Sorry, I made it weird, guys. <laughs> no, that's not. Uh, might as well get it right out of the way, you know, right from, right from the start. It's funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, Tunza, for joining us. Uh, we've been talking about it for a while, but uh, we finally made it happen. Uh, how's the how's the noting process going for Mousy Bear? Oh man, uh, I will. I, I take tiny little steps at a time, which is mostly Servo telling me what to do. Uh, and probably, he, I'm surprised he hasn't blocked me yet. But it's <laughs> I I have the node up and running, and I believe the last step that Servo did through me. Uh, was to put funds on the the on-chain wallet but man it's still so new to me and i i've not been able to give it my full focus and attention i i I tell you my big takeaway and this is perhaps counter to the larger like the broader opinion around here is that i'm really surprised at how locked down bitcoin already is for instance for me to buy Bitcoin, I don't I'm I don't have a mining setup or anything. I don't have a pre existing wallet. The vendor that I went through, I had to give my government issued ID to the government of Israel as part of the know your customer requirement to buy Bitcoin. So that's cool, right? It was a little disconcerting the first time. I was like, what? I, I thought this is all about uh you know, maintaining this sort of quasi um, privacy, so on and so forth. Uh, but I want to say, which one was it? Strike, maybe. I think Strike made me uh, show proof of ID to use their services. It doesn't feel good, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean. I, I don't know. Uh, Lavish, are you on board with any of the crypto stuff yet? Uh, oh, I mean, other than the behind-the-scheme stuff, I've been interested in cryptocurrency for a long time, but I agree that there's a lot of hassle that goes into acquiring, trading, selling it, and um, and it is a fickle bitch. So. Yeah, and I'm sure a, a good chunk of it is that I don't know enough about what I'm doing. So once again, just like you guys were talking about with like the the Vanderbilts and all that stuff, like all the the you know industrialist and now the Silicon Valley bros, like it's it's really hard. Like it's humbling to realize that you're not the one ahead of the curve. <laughs> like for as much as like <laughs> as, like for anybody who listens to behind the schemes and no agenda, 
I think pretty much everybody in this community thinks of themselves as somebody that's, you know, always looking forward. This is like, you know, like I see all these things happening and we're always saying that, like you always hear John and Adam saying that, oh, well, we covered this years ago and they'll pull up some ancient clip and you guys have been around long enough now that you guys have talked about stuff that, you know, is like come to the fore much later. But when you get down to it, you can't fucking keep up, man. We're all behind the, we're all in front of the schemes. <laughs> schemes are ever presenting themselves. Getting, yeah. out about it. Getting railed. Maybe they'll be behind you. Well, the problem with the cryptocurrency situation is it's so, it's such a trade, it's such a, a specialized knowledge, and uh, so few people really truly understand the nuts and bolts of everything that's going on to the point where they can push all this new stuff and we're participating in all of that. But even that's somewhat old. And it, it just, yeah, I don't know. It goes on and on. And then there's time of watching it, which is. Aside from the technical aspects of it, just as a just as a speculative asset and just as a market, you need to have short and long term experience with you know the ebbs and flows of how it's, how these things go. And the truth is, is with cryptocurrency, at least with Bitcoin, it's had an incredible run, um, and historically, it's done extremely well for itself. But will it continue? The appeal to me is that it is untethered from some nation state. I mean, in theory, as far as we know, or as far as I know. Yeah, I mean. But it still has the same problem as the system that we already have, which is so screwed up, which is that there's no way to control it and manage it in a way where you are consistently tying the value of a good and service and trading for that currency in any type of one-to-one situation. Yeah, there's so much um, overhead that goes into it, it. It's too imaginary. It's still not real. It's like if if yeah. you and I were bartering for you know our respective goods and services, we can decide for ourselves what the value... Well, it's value for value at that point. Like uh, I, I could defi- decide for myself how much your labor to, you know, come do a job on my house is worth and what I'm willing to give to you. And we decide between ourselves with that. And because our currency isn't tied to anything and because the interest rates are set by the fed and because they also control inflation through, you know, these other mechanisms that they have, we don't get to decide that anymore. So you have people going and working their ass off in hard labor environments where you know their health is compromised all this stuff and it's not really a a realistic portrayal of what that labor really costs because it's all imaginary it's so big that you know at the end of the day an average person just has to provide for themselves so that they can eat and they don't you don't have a choice as as an average person and it's all skewed because of that and i can't it's hard for maybe i'm not smart enough but it's hard for me to imagine how Bitcoin can solve that because it's also still imaginary and prone to manipulation. I was kind of in the same boat about Bitcoin feeling somewhat imaginary, but then I went and downloaded the whole blockchain to upload it to the node. And that kind of went away after three days of it downloading. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And then I realized like, you know, as long as someone out there has some sort of computer or even like a, 
I mean, they got the hardware wallets. I want to say Dave Jones was even talking about uh, at one point, you know, someone in theory could on pen and paper write out a full Bitcoin transaction if they knew the math. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's what kind of made it click for me that any one person can be responsible for the entirety of the of the blockchain, essentially keeping it. Yeah, because we we all have the receipts if we have the blockchain. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, what blockchain or what the blockchain and what cryptocurrency figured out was that that's what money is now. It's just receipts or transactions. And the U.S. dollar, ninety nine percent of it is transacted every day, just with zeros and ones, and and all that is to show for it. There's no, you know, exchange of any asset. There's just the receipt. There's just the the record of the transaction. And crypto just figured out, well, that's it. That's all it is. That's all money has to be. <laughs> uh, Tunta, are you familiar with the Byzantine problem? I think it was called. Yeah. It's what the actual, I guess, uh, mechanism of the blockchain and Bitcoin is based off of. No. Um. I am going to drop that in the chat there for you, which you can head over to irc.zeronode.net, hashtag green room. That's where we hang out with all the other freaks of hazards that listen live to the show every Monday night, 7.30, 9.30, 10.30 Eastern, respectively, except when we have audio issues and then we start a little later. <laughs> mm, yeah, well, you know, we try every, most of the time we're on, four to five times. As a matter of fact, I say nine out of ten. It's uh, looking back at this Byzantine generals problem. Essentially, it's tr- you have to have these arbitrary number of generals. I think in this diagram, it's uh, eight different generals all attack this castle keep at the same time, and that's the only way the um, invaders would be able to win is if each general is in sync and timed with the other general, and you know. Uh, you, you can't have any of the generals run away or attack too early or attack too late. Yeah. Th- this is like in the action movies where Steven Seagal or Jackie Chan or whomever is in the middle of the room surrounded by bad guys and they all line up one by one for an ass whooping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas right. if they all had a coordinated attack and they just overwhelm yeah. them and beat them up. And if the court, coordinated attack succeeds then that's what the uh i think that's what's recorded on the blockchain i think i'm a little rusty on this admittedly yeah we gotta sharpen up on our on our maths and also (laughs) on our sun zoo (laughs) math zoo math zoo says uh should we should we get into some tarot card action Surely, why not? Uh, I drew the the tarot card today. We we changed it up. Usually, Booberry draws the card from uh, either the Line Strider deck or his new deck that he just acquired. But I drew my card here from the the Gilded set that the fantastic Quirkess gifted me, and the card I drew was the Ten of Cups reversed. Ooh, uh, I do have to make a quick clarification i wasn't able to figure out how to flip a gif to make it look uh reversed so if you're looking at the chapter art later and you see the uh pepe tarot gif displayed upright 
just know that it was a reverse drawing. I'll, mm. I'll figure out some way to reverse those cards for the chapters. Indeed. Yep. Well, the uh, Ten of Cups is the uh, the completion of a journey, emotional journey, fulfillment, and all that. A happy home, domestic harmony, security. But the reversed is uh, is you know the opposite: the unhappy home, separation, isolation, disharmony. Uh, reverse cups. Late reading from Labyrinthos. Didn't we just get this card? I feel like we did just get this card. Yeah, I'm going back through the notes to try and see what episode that was. I yeah, I was thinking it wasn't too long ago, and then also I believe oh, privately it was we last were week. Wow. Last week we got this. We got the reversal <laughs> of ten of cups. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Nice. Well, apparently there is some disharmony going on here. Uh, with the reverse ten of cups, the strong bonds that forges the family and community are broken or twisted. Um, ten of cups is usually the happily ever after card, but somehow this idealized image of domestic peace and comfort is broken, or it was unrealistic all along. Instead of connections, you may find distance. Instead of coming together, you may find pulling apart. Oh, what a shame. Yeah, your hopes for happy times and special moments seem to not meet your expectations. You should learn to treat each other well, love each other, and care for each other. This is the best way to ensure that you retain your harmonious living. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's uh, too bad, you know. I I have to admit, I personally, my, my family's all gone. They're all uh, gone or they're somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I, uh, been, I've been feeling it a little lately. Yeah. And, uh, especially with all the illness and stuff. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough to deal with severe illness when you're, uh, when, uh, not severe illness, but it's tough to deal with illness when and you're no solo, solo, solo out there. And you're totally solo and yeah, you're living solo. But, you know, that, that's all, that's all changing or whatever. We got the holidays and stuff coming up. And uh, summertime. Uh, yeah. yeah, summertime, summertime madness, always, always fun. And domestic disharmony, no bueno. Well, yeah. <clears throat> hopefully we can uh, turn around and fill our cups uh, through the course of this episode. Of yeah, we're harmonious here and behind the schemes, you know, with all the world falling apart, we're still having a great time over <laughs> here. You should join the fun. <laughs> no doubt. Um. Uh, do you guys actually believe that the world is falling apart? Like, do you feel like this is a cyclical thing? Do you feel like we're in a moment of disruption, or do you feel like we're just tuned in more? Mm. Mm. It's hard to say. It's hard I to say. We do live in a special time with instantaneous communication. That's unique for our time. But other than that, yeah. I mean, no time's easy, I think. I just, I feel like the the bow is kind of, I don't know, the steel is buckling. Like, there's nothing immediately crashing, but uh, there's definitely strain. There's certainly a tension um, among people in public, and people are, like, buying uh, items and, and goods that are more, uh, you know, prepper-oriented, I, I suppose. You know, like... Uh, just you know, like wholesale grains and generators and things like that. 
So it seems like everybody's feeling it, but nobody wants to come out and admit it, which is actually good because we all know that that's how you manifest things into reality. So if everybody were running around saying that everything's falling apart enough, then we would eventually manifest that reality, right? Right. And that's why I was never on the bandwagon of saying that there was a civil war coming and there was going to be blood running through the streets. I just, I never... I just, I don't, I don't want that to happen. So I'm not going to put any energy into believing it to happen. Right. Because if you orient yourself in such a way that that's what you think is going to happen and you start to really believe that you have to pick a side you start looking over at lavish a little bit sideways, (laughs) you know, you can't, uh, that's, that's when you manifest the reality is in, in, it, everybody starts doing that. Well, it's well shit. Now we're back at the blockchain whole thing. Like if once everybody is coordinated in that motion towards that same idea, if we're all engaged in civil war, then it really does happen. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining us for episode 94. I think we figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, there's one thing about civil war though, having spent a lot of time recently reading about the civil war, you know, as you know, a shitload of people died very quickly mm-hmm. over the course of three years. Uh, and they had really, you know, uh, rudimentary weapons compared to what we have now. You know, they basically still had advanced uh, flintlock muskets, <laughs> you know. And if we had something like that now, it'd be, you know, it'd be bad. Wait, what? What do you mean? If we had flintlock musket? Oh, you mean I mean, if we had war. civil war okay. now with Sorry, with the, I got the whole order of operations. You know mixed what I mean up. here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now we're clear. But yeah, it's if we did it now with what with the shit we have now. I mean, it's. Ugh. On the other hand, I don't. I think we're some bitch ass humans. Mm. Yeah, there's there's that too. I mean, we're not very skilled. <laughs> we're not very resourceful. How many how many people know what to do or how to go about it or how to even get out of the city in case of an uh, emergency? You know, do you have escape routes planned that don't yeah. involve any major highways? Or start a fire? <laughs> Just, you know, basic things Dude, like shelter, fire, water. I was on tour back in 2019. We stopped somewhere in Arizona and... Um, they had shut off all the grills. We were wanting to do hot dogs out in the commons area or whatever. Oh, that's how it always starts. They shut first. They come <laughs> for the grills, then they come for the grid. And I was like, Ooh. "Fuck this! I already got the goddamn hot dogs. We're having motherfucking grilled hot dogs." So I, with my hands and like a stick, I dug a big hole in their fucking yard, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, gathered all the scrap wood that I could find and built a fire. The cast was dead. They're like, "Whoa! What do you do? How did you do? Whoa!" They were they were gobsmacked that the fact that I could just fucking build a fire right there. <laughs> yeah, but are you familiar with the Hank Williams Jr. song "A Country Boy Can Survive"? No. Well, it's it's all about you know, eat you know eating deer that you've killed and making you know, homemade wine, all this stuff. And we've had a country here for like thirty, like a, at least a generation or two where we're listening to songs like that and we're wearing John Deere apparel and all the other shit, 
but it's just an aesthetic. It's just the music that we're listening to. We are some bitch made humans. We don't do any of that shit. How many people that are listening to that song in their pickup truck can actually like run a trot line or can actually skin a, a buck? Mm, I, I and, never, I've never dressed a deer before. It's on my list of things that I feel like I should learn. I do too, actually. I feel like yeah. it'd be a good skill to have. But yeah, as for as for right now, I'm fucking useless. Yeah, do that. Yeah, this me too. (laughs) Man, and like we're all we're in front of the schemes, man. We're in front of the schemes. I I got to breaking down certain parts of like uh, you know, like if I had a big chuck roast or something, I could break that down. Whatever, doesn't matter. That's that's a start. Get, Get sharp knives. That's the first step. Right. So how? How do you, like, you guys have this whole podcast behind the schemes, and it's great. This is, like, one of my favorite things ever that you guys do this, and I'm so grateful. But how do you have one part of your consciousness dedicated towards consuming content like this, talking to like-minded people, and then also preparing yourself? Like, being able, getting these skills, being able to build fires, all these things without actually manifesting the apocalypse is can you can we do both um yeah i think that's yeah. I'm, shit uh obdm midnight mike he does a whole homestead operation uh i mean, look at the bowlers they they've they're there's they've, yeah. they've uh ducked their toes into the water with getting all the little baby chickens um I think it's totally feasible. I just, I, I'm not in a location where that uh, lends itself well. And sure, um, if I want to move again, then I'm not gonna, especially in a townhome sort of situation. Mm-hmm. So it just it takes a little time, you know. You gotta you gotta plant seeds, planting seeds right. everywhere. Which is why I'm not hoping for the apocalypse, and I, I'm just hoping that everybody is doing the things that they can do in their own life and, and working towards that. As long as you're not sitting still, I feel like that's the worst thing. You know, yeah, it's if, the perception and the attitude, right? People. Yeah. Cause it doesn't happen overnight. I think when it comes to cyclical uh, society changing, shifting, you know, people pack up and go into the woods you know, there isn't a big uh, riot or anything like that. There's a slow build up to it, if there's really anything to build up to, other than just a certain way of standard of living. What people expect. The problem is we live in the shadow of a post-war era where people had it really good. You know, in the, in the '60s, if you're smart, you could basically get an education for free or for very, very cheap, extremely affordable high education, you could start a business. You know, if you were in your 20s, you you weren't bogged down in student debt because student debt hadn't been invented yet because you didn't need to go into exorbitant debt to go and get an education. You could just go. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't easy, but it's, it's just different time. So and do you believe that we've come it. to have unrealistic expectations of what our lives can be because of that? I think we've let ourselves get bogged down too much and all this other stuff that accrues over time. I mean, you can say taxes for one thing, but just all kinds of things that 
that really strip us away from everything. I mean, when it comes to debt and credit and taxes, that easily robs a person of, you know, over half, easily overnight, half of what they make. And then, and then there's however they live their life. You know, you just collect more bills after that, but it's a really sad state of affairs. And it's, it's, it's an unrealistic environment for people to succeed especially with pe- young people being tethered to debt. It, it, it totally crushes the entrepreneurial backbone of the country because those are the people that are in the position to make businesses fail or they're, they're young and they have their, their, you know, their eyes in the right place and they know what's coming and they're in the position to actually make that happen, which is what Silicon Valley kind of was the last hurrah of that. But, if you look into all of the backgrounds of all of the big players that made it in Silicon Valley, they're all from rich families. You know, they're, yeah. they're all, there's very few like rags to riches story in Silicon Valley. They were pretty well off before. Um, we don't even have the flaming hot Cheeto guy anymore. <laughs> Chester? <laughs> no, the, Chester? the janitor that allegedly legend has it in Minecraft created the flaming hot Cheetos recipe. It was this rags to riches. You know, he's a, a lovely uh, classic janitor. Silicon Valley story. Yes, uh, turns out totally bogus, <laughs> made up. <laughs> do not pass totally go. Bogus. Do not collect two hundred dollar. It's all a joke. They always said Bill Gates made Microsoft in his garage. Bill Gates is from a bloodline that goes all the way back to Cromwellian England. You can follow it all the way back. Yeah, mm-hmm. came from money. But uh, anyway, okay. So, just to to cap that off, I I agree with you, lavish, and I think that our consciousness we've we've let it be manipulated because we want these things. We have unrealistic expectations. That's my words, not yours. But if you think about the things that like ninety percent of our bandwidth and our thoughts tend to be chewed up with, they're completely irrelevant. Like. 90% of a person's discourse and like what they feel like their opinions are on the world and politics have to do with race and sexual orientations, gender identities, all these things where we don't live in a world where if you're gay, you're going to walk out of your house and just immediately get pelted by stones. Nor do we live in a world where you're going to let your children play in the backyard and they're just going to be attacked by sodomites. Like that's, it's a small minor problem, but it makes up 90% of where our consciousness lives instead of like you talked about all the debt that we have. That's just eating away at the potential of, you know, young people in this country, their private companies are buying up houses and our housing market is fucked and nobody has a shot at just having a single family dwelling because of that. So that's the thing that we can actually do. Our government can actually write. That is a, a thing that our government could do, but doesn't. And meanwhile, we're all talking about all this stuff. That's minor and it's all real. Like it's super real that there are differences between gay people and straight. We all know that. And that's, I think that's why it's so easy to capture our consciousness and make us live in that place instead of, and so yeah, I guess yeah, tying but, it, but but no? do, you, do you really think that Chris Rock slapped or a, a 
oh my god, Will Smith crashed. Oh my god, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Do you really think he did? Uh, this is a sarcastic question. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even get it out right. Yeah, you got me. You got it. Uh, yeah, you got it. Yes, I think that Will Smith's crack rocks were smoked with Chris Crack Rock. rocks, Will Smith's. That's right. Okay, but only if you take like a hundred photos and you put them all on your computer. Hmm. And they, uh, to tie this into the crypto thing, I have to say something about Ripple. Ripple is the only major cryptocurrency that's under SEC investigation, and I can't trade it. Uh, nobody can, legally, unless they go through certain channels. And uh, to me, that just means that they got it right. The, the Ripple was actually talking to banks and talking about about making their, their shit more efficient. Oh, this and, is and the vape gonna, pen shit all over again. They were going to utilize it. They were actually going to bring it into the fold. And and the SEC was like, whoa, 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 slow your roll. Bitcoin we can control and we can monitor, and it's not a big deal because it's just funny money. But this, this might actually affect the banking industry. We have to put a hold on this. Now, you know, so don't really know I, anything about it. Me. I it don't is, know what happened to it, but Facebook had come out with a, a cryptocurrency maybe a couple years ago. Was now. it Gemini or something, right? Oh God! It was doesn't uh, sound right. Fucking Libra. Oh Libra! Yeah, that's there what it is. was. Libra. <laughs> I dude. knew it was one of those zodiac fucks. I knew it was gonna <laughs> just tank. The second I saw that name, I was like, "Ooh, no, no deal." Well, yeah. uh, watching, I, I watched a little bit of C-SPAN on it when uh, Mark Zuckerberg was, you know, in front of Congress, and it's so funny how, like, you can tell. Like the way that the politicians get like all amped up and are like unanimous about certain things, like that was one thing that was never gonna fly. Mm. I uh, I should touch on here real quick. Uh, if you would like to see the tarot card that we uh, that we drew for tonight, it's posted up at the top of Zoso's Corner you know what I should have done is I should have just taken a picture. I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I should have just taken a picture of mine and sent it to you. Oh. Upside down. Because I did draw it. Foolish. Next time. Sorry about that. That's all good. Uh, but if you would like to see the show art, that tarot card, um, all of the notes that we got referenced for tonight, I got some pictures up in this bitch for tonight. Uh, all of that's there. And uh, if you want to have that show up in your inbox, you can always subscribe. That is really awesome. It's a super easy way to support the show. And, oh, uh, I think Servo just served us. Upside down, ten of cups. Ooh, nice. I'm going to uh, get that there added to the notes. Fuck yes. Um, Servo, you've done it again, sir. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, this is a value for value production. Um, meaning we take no corporate money or advertisers or sponsorships, none of that chicanery. Mm-hmm. That's why we can talk about all the things we talk about. And uh, if you contribute to the show in any way, shape, or form, that means you, my friend, are a producer of the show. Mm-hmm. This is very true. You can head over to BehindTheSchemes.com, S-C-H-3-N-3-S, uh, or BadRadio.Live. This is also a Stream and Sats production, so you can find a new app over at nudepodcastapps.com and get you one that you can uh, send some boosts from and boost the show, and we'll read it out. 
and get access to all the cool features uh, like chapters. And, mm-hmm. uh, there's a whole visual element to the show uh, on the side that you can access at any time, free of charge. Yeah. Uh, Legitimately, you if you're using Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you are missing one half of the show. You're missing more than half of the show, actually. Because probably we God, we use about 15 chapters per episode. Uh, we got a bunch of special gift ones that we'll drop in there. And, yeah. uh, oh, look, we just had a new boost come through. Oh, uh, is that the ping? Yep. The ping? That's the ping. Ping. Nice. Well, let's, uh, let's hit a couple of the ones that came in. Uh, yeah. From yesterday, C. Brooklyn 112 came in via. C. Brook. He got uh, uh, 1,800 sets through CurioCaster saying, Whitney is a hole. Whitney's a hole. <laughs> yes, referencing the Battle of the Douchebags Part 3, I believe, which happened yesterday with me, Sir Seat Sitter, Carolyn Blaney, and John Breaks Bad News. And Whitney Cummings was one of the contestants, and apparently C. Brooklyn's a fan. Big, oh, big fan of Whitney Cummings. Big, big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, gross. Must be a fan. Um, Servo, uh, right before we started, we were having all the audio issues. He used Boo CLI, sent 333 sets, saying anti-Gremlin audio fixing karma. Thank you. Thank it you worked. very much. You did it. He did the thing. You did it! <laughs> uh, 3,333 stats from Servo again, using Boost CLI, and he said, Tabusta. <laughs> Tabusta. 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 Tabusta, 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 Tabusta. Last one, our last episode was <laughs> Cherry Boost, right? Boost Cherry? Boost Cherry. Boost Cherry. So we can't say, we can't put Boost in the next, okay. <laughs> Anyway, we'll continue. That would break all rules associated with this show. Yes, it would. All of the rules that we have for the show. Oh, was I supposed <laughs> to read through the rule book before this? Yeah. I sent you like your chair. I sent you like three emails about it. You get a rule book and you get a rule book. <laughs> we all get rule books. You all get rule books. Yeah. Uh. Uh, let's see here. Next one was a big, fat, squeezable 8008 from Sir Spencer using Fountain. Oh, Sir Spencer with the boob. Yeah, every time that I'm about to say boob here, he's uh, he's done some leet speak, and I'm actually looking at boobs now. Uh, but it says, mm. it says, I like boobs in my face. I like boobs from outer space. I like boobs. I have great taste. I like boobs all over the place. Well, he's right. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> boobs are great. Who doesn't like boobs? <laughs> Booberry and lavish. Uh, just uh, motor boating a bunch of boobies. My goodness. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Well, All kinds you. of boobies. Big <laughs> boobies, small boobies. And we're going to have to start boosting the shit out of uh, podcasting 2.0 so we can see some able craft action on that. Uh, in one of those guest spots. I think that would be interesting. Mm, nice. Well, much, much thanks to you, Sir Spencer. And, of course, DeLorean. Yes, we appreciate it. Uh, last one. 
and not least is another uh oh, both both of these folks had joined us in Nashville and uh, it's none other than Net Ned sending 1100 whoop whoop <laughs> whoop, whoop. Ned. that would be a good boost sound <laughs> <laughs> we, well, we might ISO that note to self um but Ned Ned said what does the four fingers say to the face slap chugger Live long and prosper. <laughs> thank, thank you, Ned Ned. We appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, Ned Ned. What is this, a friggin' Nashville reunion? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Maybe we can do one in Minneapolis next. That would be fun. I think that is the plan. That should be the plan. I think a lot of people would show up for that one. Why the fuck not? It's better than doing one here where everybody's going to travel five million miles. Million miles. Well, uh, thank you for all those folks that boosted. If you want to hear some more grand ping action, pull out big more pings. Of the big peen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. I made you say it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hell yeah. Hashtag green room. Uh, Badradio.live. Hashtag green room. That's where we do all of the cool things that we do uh, every Monday night. Hey, baby, your daddy let you boost? Boost me! Oh, yes, boost me! Smoke this PCP! Why the fuck not? To weaponize your autism? Do a commercial, you're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore, and uh, end of story. Put on your 3D glasses now. I know you like to get wet, dog. To get wet, that's six, one, two, two, <laughs> six, three, seven, nine, nine, nine. <laughs> Give us a call. Who did that jingle for you guys? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the, the, just now, the nine Ooh, nine. That's classified information. Oh, man. oh classified oh, information. Okay. Shoot first. Just kidding. We Ask can questions tell. later. We don't. We don't have to hide it. Sorry. That was uh, none other than Make Heroism and MK Ultra coming in with that one. Mm-hmm. Also, very very Pidgey nice. Pidgey on the NES. Yes, yeah. Pidgey Cat. Pidgey Cat. Mm-hmm. Only known as terrific, and uh, and and Make Heroism, known as Make Heroism. I love it. I love it. They so also, good. I believe, contributed some clips to Intermission tonight. Did they not, Mr. Booberry? I believe so, if we got the same email. Very well, then. Um, Very well. well, let's see what this first uh, caller had to say. <laughs> Michael Jackson, if that is you, hee <laughs> hee, he, two times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's hard, but wink one eye. <laughs> nice. It was like a B flat run. It was pretty good. Nice. Uh, not not flat, but a B flat. Oh shit! We might have had three come in in quick succession. Oh, oh. is fun. that? Are we, is it all that we have? The three that just came in succession. There's the three from the same color, and then one more after that. All right, should we play two, perhaps? Let's do the two. Three? We'll do All the right. two. 
Mmm. Good runs. beginning of a song here phenomenal can't, can't wait for it it's gonna be a sick album hell yeah i like it i like it uh i think that just third part to be continued i think that just leaves us at the dice roll and then we can get into some of the stories that we've prepared for tonight dice roll dice roll dice roll this is what it was <laughs> dice roll if I were my dice, I'd be right here. I'm going to say let's uh let's just go with a D six. Highest D six? Yeah. Highest of a D six? Yeah. Alright. Roll that dice. Here we go. Oh shit. I almost forgot. Not look good. This is not. This is not going to be pleasant. Oh my goodness! Whatever you won every roll, you're going to win this one too. Uh oh! All right, all right. Hit me with what you got. You got a two. Oh, oh fuck! I got a two too. I knew we were going to tie. All right, reroll. All right, I'm not going to play the jingle again. <laughs> no, don't play the jingle again. We'll just reroll roll the dice. Reroll roll the, the dice. dice. Oh yeah, rolled a six, baby. Damn, I got spanked again. I got a two, double twos. Mm -mm. Oh man, I feel like I've lost every roll for like a month and a half. (laughs) 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 All right, here we go. I guess I'll I'll go first. All right. Well, since I've gone first, Uh, I brought a couple things tonight, Junta. Huh? You still here? Uh, yeah. You didn't. You didn't leave, did you? <laughs> no. Okay. Just checking. Uh, have you heard? I think everybody's just about heard by now about all of these food processing plants that have been burning down. Do, me? Why no? You haven't heard of this? No. What? 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 Well, you know, sure. It's normal for a couple of food processing plants to burn down maybe a dozen a year or so that's normal it's always been that way a dozen a year you say oh well, at least <laughs> what about a dozen a month well you know it's the it's burning season for them so i suppose so i suppose it's, it's always been season. this way i believe it's it's probably always been this way well then basically i'm just going to report on something that happens all the time and then we'll okay. keep an eye out for it uh you know on the next one. Uh, so in the last month or so, about yeah, a dozen, a dozen have been either burned down or uh, or planes have crashed in. <laughs> More than one, two actually, two two have had planes crash into them. But uh, the the fires are are more interesting to me. There have been some spots that have genuinely burned the f down, as they say. 
and we'll censor that later. Um, let's see here. Uh, we'll kick it off with a, a clip here, Mr. Booberry, if you don't mind firing up the clip fire. We'll do Food Fires 1, as you were. As if high food prices, high inflation, and supply chain issues weren't bad enough, now we find out that there has been a fire which has destroyed the Azure Standard Headquarters facility. There have also been a dozen fires at other food processing facilities within the last month alone. We're going to take a look at those and discuss how that's going to impact food prices as a whole. Um, at this point, I think for the year, it's up to a dozen food processing facilities have either been hit with fires or plane crashes. And oddly enough, there have been more than just one plane crash into food processing facilities. So uh, the Azure Standard Fire took place April 18th of 2022, uh, but there has been a new issue since that. So on April 21st of 2022, which was yesterday, the General Mills plant in Covington, Georgia had an issue. Two people died after a plane crashed into an empty lot at a General Mills plant in Covington, Georgia, used to store tractor trailers. Uh, the plane did not directly crash into the plant as it crashed about 300 feet away from the plant. Didn't necessarily directly hit the facility, um, but just odd, it was a, another missed. disaster at a food processing plant. Uh <laughs> and I want to clarify that of the two plane crashes that I know of so far that have been in pro these food processing plants, Neither of them actually damaged the building to the point where they couldn't it couldn't function. So in this instance in Georgia, they had uh, this plane crash, you know, a little a little ways off from the thing, and then in the other plane crash, which was with the lady, the girl who had uh, eleven years experience, that was in Oregon, and that was her her dad is blaming the uh, the steam that comes out of the the stacks from that building they say that that airport just isn't designed very well it's pretty unsafe but aside from the planes crashing there are genuine fires and we have the fires and uh, images of those fires they're really quite spectacular in the show notes you can go to zoso's corner at uh, the stub stack and uh, yes azure standard headquarters in morrow oregon it's uh, one of the uh, usa's largest independent food distributors this particular facility was a very large facility. It was filled with uh, just about any liquid product, such as honey, oil, vinegar. And it also had a fruit packing facility and a carb product facility. And uh, all that burned down. Uh, according to the sheriff's log, lights flickered. They heard a pop. They went up there to check it out. And by the time the first responders arrived, uh, there was already a hole in the roof with flames bursting out. It took 45 minutes for reinforcement units to arrive. And according to this guy that I pulled this first clip from, he's got a whole video that you got it. I've got it in the, uh, in the show notes where he goes into how, how shady all of these, these events were when it went over there. That was fun. And then closer to where I'm at, uh, in, in my neck of the woods over in Salinas, which is the setting for a lot of, uh, great, uh, John Steinbeck novels, such as of mice and men. Uh, classic California farming community. A 225,000 square foot building also caught on fire. Uh, approximately 35,000 pounds of ammonia were on the property, so everybody just let it burn out because they were afraid that it would explode and kill all the uh, firefighters. So that building burnt down. Uh, we can play a clip for that. Uh, it's very short. All these clips are very short. Uh, food fires too, Salinas. 
This is in Salinas, a huge fire at a food processing plant. This is for Taylor Farms. And right now there are concerns about a huge plume of ammonia coming from this area. And they have an evacuation in the immediate area as well as a shelter in place all the way out to Highway 68. Now emergency authorities are warning us that they could end up closing down parts of 101 in Salinas. Again, this is in Monterey County. Uh, this food processing plant went up late last night and it's just grown. It looks like it is a total loss right now. We've seen several uh, roofs collapsing. This was in a cold storage processing plant where apparently a welding project sparked a fire in a wall and that eventually spread to the attic of this huge facility. You know, people or produce were inside the plant, which was actually closed for the season. It was set to reopen on Monday. So <laughs> yeah, uh, you'll find that with all these, they say that they were closed uh, temporarily, that work was happening there or whatever. Uh, and we got one more. Uh, actually, we got many more, but I'll just bring up a few more. We have Maricopa in Arizona. Could you please play th- uh, clip three? And there was on a food pantry picking up the pieces after losing thousands of pounds of food in a devastating fire. Yeah, from canned goods to meat to produce, the Maricopa pantry lost almost everything. Jesus. That's right. Uh, that's, there's them. And then uh, there's other examples. For example, in the New Hampshire East Conway beef and pork fire, two cows were lost in the disaster. Oh, my goodness. Not as, not as important as the other ones, but, I, but still, those poor cows. Um, there's a, yeah, there's weird shit going on. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I I haven't looked into it deep enough to tie anything. I don't have any schizophrenic, you know, strings on my wall as far as explaining. Let me help you out with that lavish. Yeah, please. Are there any casualties here? I, I, it keeps sounding like all it's really, these fires are causing interruptions to production, but I'm not hearing that anybody is being hurt uh i don't think anybody has been hurt i think that in one instance some people were injured it sounded like two people died in the plane crash in georgia oh, other okay. than the plane crashes i mean but obviously the, the people in the planes died but but in the fires no uh in is- in all the major instances of major fires the building was closed and the fire started like in the middle of the night right so that seems to me like Nobody's wanting to have, you know, like family of the deceased, you know, digging in and finding shit out. They just want either insurance claims or to sabotage production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the idea. That's but, the general idea. So in, in the Rust Belt, you know, we have small little towns that have, you know, died off and all the little towns used to have a granary, you know, farming just used to be a much smaller mesh of, you know, farms and everybody had to have a granary and had to have stores and stuff. All those towns have died out and there was like a solid 10 or 20 year streak of all those little towns. They'd have like their granary and their silos just mysteriously burn up just before the town had to like declare bankruptcy or something and they get a big insurance settlement. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm wondering about the insurance angle here. It could be an insurance angle, but from what I've seen, all the people who are uh, associated with these things that burned down, they're devastated. 
just I think it'll they all come out and say this is a huge tragedy and we're we're gonna have to rebuild and it's gonna suck. That's kind of the vibe I've gotten from a lot of this, but given given all the food shortages that we've had anyway, which really started with COVID and with people shutting down industry in general, which has led to just a a, a really quite general supply chain issue of, of all matters of of um, just supplies and and I mean from my perspective is get the construction materials are off the chain foods off the chain everything's off the chain because production and transportation are, are crippled or were crippled for a long time by COVID and but you know what we're happy <laughs> we're, yeah. we're cool with it so, uh, another thing that struck me is curious about that is uh, I hadn't looked into any of these I just heard about them and I assume that it would all be like grain handling facilities where they're really dry dusty environments and those things are like you know they really will explode but Mm -hmm. these are like places where like servo in the chat pointed out with the the welder like how did it quantum tunnel through the drywall yeah i mean these aren't those (laughs) they're not like grain storage facilities necessarily they're talking about liquids and you know honey and stuff like that and it's burning to the ground and if uh, it was the welder is the welder being held accountable is there any lawsuit going on i mean you you're not you're not allowed in the welding industry to burn building down burn buildings down regularly you get in trouble it well everybody you. gets one i hear <laughs> <laughs> you know generally you're hired cuz you don't do that sort of thing uh, but uh all of this is spooky and then well with this one guy that i found who who has done more research into specifically the Azure Standard Headquarters in Moro, Oregon. He he goes into all kinds of little details about what the hell's going on and how, how things are fishy. And that's really the, the main thing. We just try to provide the fishiness. And you come to your own conclusions. My conclusion? China. Sure. Why not? <laughs> They're trying to kill us all. And they do in a million different ways. But it could be anybody. It could be an insurance fraud. That would be really weak. If 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 this is all just like a big insurance fraud, that would suck. Uh, That would be that would be the lowest of the low. And then turn around and put on face that it's the worst thing ever to happen. It would it would be pretty scummy, and not not outside the realm of possibility. To be completely fair, I'll say it. And full of supplies. I mean, an insurance scam on a house or on a, a derelict property, I would understand. But you're talking about something that is full of product. Mm-hmm. Is, is, there, is, is there insurance on the product as well? I can't imagine that the warehouse has any share with the actual product. It's just storing the product. But I, I don't know. There's, there's different entities. There's people who own the building, and there's people who own the company. So what? where is that coming, in fact? Is it the company's insurance? Is it the building's insurance? Oh, boy. And then we get all into that, and it gets, gets fun. Um. Anyway, I thought I'd bring that up. I uh, also uh, any any thoughts on this before I move on to my my second thing? Um, it, it it certainly feels like an operation ran on these people. Just funny the things that pop up. Uh, and I don't believe in coincidences. 
it certainly feels like these are or could be considered targeted events. Um, it's all very spooky. Quite, quite spooky. You know what else is spooky? Mm-mm. Random people on the internet drawing inanimate objects as women. <laughs> Go on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that I have your attention, did you know there's a, a someone or a group of individuals on the internet that, well, you know about this this current war conflict, this 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 Russian Ukraine conflict that's going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of people on the internet have really taken to to you know this is for them it's something to do you know they're really into it they get really into the thing Lord? and they know all about it and uh, the, you know there are people who are veterans and and people who are in the military who know all, about all the all the arms all the ordnance all the vehicles all the aircraft. And uh, there are artists on the internet who have taken to anthropomorphizing uh, certain vehicles and aircraft into hot anime waifus. And uh, I have I've posted them on the No Agenda Social. I thought this was fascinating. This is something that has gone back as far as time immemorial. The, the, the fascination between military men and putting and and getting somehow injecting women into war like getting hot girls involved in warfare painting things on their on the side of their planes whatever uh any thoughts uh clearly the entire male population just walks around and perceives the entire world as a flashlight <laughs> <laughs> Man, this thing's great. Not only does it double as my toilet, but I can also use it for the flashlight. <laughs> yes, flashlight feature. <laughs> they fetishize. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a flashlight. The, the world, world is a flashlight. Yes. <laughs> to these people, the world is not an oyster. But now, then again, granted, we cannot assume that it is any one specific gender. It could be any number of people. Come on. I'm I'm being real. I'm being real. You have no idea who's on the other side of that computer screen. Drawing uh, up these super scantily clad women of war and yeah. war machine machinations. It's it's the anime angle too. This is what makes it so now, so topical, is that it has to be waifus. It's not like that's like our thing. Those those are our pinups now. So it's with the Japanese, the anime style, and these guys. So so what I've posted here in the chat now, the, the first one that I've posted, this is a very popular one right now. Um, this is the UAZ-452, the Bukanka bus. This has uh, been seen, this is quite a ubiquitous little vehicle that's been seen on the front lines. A uh, a Russian vehicle that has been commandeered by many a Ukrainian, and this is the tall and short version of this vehicle, which has been drawn as uh, the tall version has been drawn as a busty, hot van lady, and then there's a shorter one. That's the short one, and these characters, especially the short one, I've seen a lot around. That's it's a 
she's becoming like a, a mascot for the Russian conflict <laughs> with certain weird internet circles. Uh, oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's awesome. This is this is the internet at its, at its finest. This is this is I, why we love it. Admittedly, she just did give me an idea for a super punk rock BTS t-shirt that we could make. And it could be a black t-shirt with a giant white Z on the front. Oh, that would be so... That would uh, be a spicy. So so spicy. Mm -hmm. I wish I could do more, but NAS is down. That bus with the Z on it, that's the lady walking there with the backpack. She's supposed to represent that bus. That's correct. Lorian could cosplay as that girl. Yes. I think Lorian could cosplay as a lot of these girls. (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) They did uh, just watch... Oh, what the hell is the name of that show? Uh, Strike Witches. Mm, It would be... Strike uh, Witches. It would be topical. Uh, Yeah, I mean... I just... I love that it's the actual vehicle itself. And, And then with the second picture I posted here, it's an aircraft. So you have this... Busty blonde in black lingerie that and she represents an SU fifty seven Pharon aircraft. The uh it's listed there as the T fifty Pack FA. It's the T fifty series. And it's yeah, it's just like it's a it's a Russian jet. It's a Russian war jet. But it's a busty blonde with jet legs and jet arms. It's very bizarre. Bully Steed in the chat uh, makes a link between this stuff and the 500 virgins promised to the Taliban fighters. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of see that angle. I mean, just anything to give it some sex appeal. Yeah. And a cuteness factor too. There's a definite cuteness factor to this. The The anime angle, especially with the fact that this short UAZ 452 chick has become like the mascot is it's the fact that it's it's cute they're adding a cuteness to war uh which is fascinating to me but well, have they you also, ever been on a battlefield son how do you know it's not i i'm well you know there may be somebody around here who, who would know a thing or two about that so you know uh not myself the uh there's a second photo here i'll post this i'm so glad that no agenda is still posting images, even though I think the server is down. Um, I don't know how that makes any sense. I'll post this now. Oh, God, now my chat's freezing up. It is akin to 500 virgins. So then that's another SU-57 Farron. We have the SU-47. This is all in the show notes, by the way. Um, What else we got? I like we this have, uh, TB2, the Ukrainian Air Force. Mm-hmm, She's mm-hmm. the one with the big like, uh, halo behind her. Yes, yes. You know, you, Ukraine why, photos at the end there. Why are these so popular? But my BTS meme of the fighter jet with the big cow titties hanging off of it never took off. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it never took off? <laughs> it's literally crazy? in flight. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy if you thought it never took off. Uh, Jeez. 
Oh, man. And I want to give a shout-out to my good friend, uh, Cold Beverage, who helped me uh, ID some of these uh, some of these things. Me being just a simple civvy, I could uh, use a little help. But we, we got another image here of the uh, couple of... Uh, Couple of rifles. We got the AK-12 and the AN-94 as females, <laughs> with an MI-8 variant chopper overhead. We got the TB-2, the one that uh, that Uber just mentioned here. That's a Ukrainian Ukrainian uh, Air Force member there, and then a couple other Ukrainian like uh, propaganda animes that I found. With uh, the Virgin Mary and a couple, of yeah, them. she's got a big honking bazooka. <sighs> she's got a big old, big old bazooka there. Virgin Mary's bazooka, and uh, I guess is there is there furries in Ukraine? There's furries everywhere, unfortunately. That that's what it it's ringing that bell for me too, boobs. <laughs> and mm. mother. Oh, that's where, uh, actually, that's where this ISO came from. It's a boots on the ground. Um, oh, who the fuck is that dumb shit publication? Daily Beast, I think. Uh, but it was a reporter. It, uh, Malachi actually sent me this video. Uh, it was a, a reporter bragging about the disappearance of uh, that Lyra guy. And that's where this ISO came from. To weaponize your autism? <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. Uh, so yeah, that's um, yeah. The furries isn't. It's, I'm kind of hung up on that. I'm not sure why. Hung up on it? What do you mean? You can, you're on the fence on fur, about furries? I don't think Ukraine is that welcoming of a country. Uh, I don't think any country is that welcoming of a country. It doesn't matter how welcoming it is. The furries are there. Hmm. Things are weird, especially. Come on, war-torn countries. Things get strange, man. Things get strange <laughs> fast. The rules go away. Okay. <laughs> wow, I do love these illustrations, though. Uh, <laughs> Carolyn <laughs> Carolyn Blaney just posted one: the SU forty-seven Blackwing. Uh oh 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 yeah no yeah this is the I got this is it's. Carolyn says she has this outfit. So <laughs> Carolyn Blaney can cosplay as the SU-47. Nice. Nice. Well, uh, that's why I'm sorry that we are on a podcast and I'm presenting such a visual segment. It's so disturbing listening. to me. Is, Is that just me? <laughs> like it's, it's all cutesied up and... It's very disturbing. I want to find a World War One version now. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, hold on. Let me show you what women looked like back in World War One. World War One beauty contest. <laughs> Here, one second. I'm uh, I'm quite jitty about this. Here we go. Open in the sky. Here we go. Here we fucking go. Washington, D.C. Beauty Contest winner 1922. Coming to you hot in the chat. Uh, we're not trying to, you know, boo at Behind the Schemes, lavish behind the schemes. If you want to send emails. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm celebrating women from the 1920s, okay? We are all celebrating women from the 1920s showing off their ankles. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, that one's got uh, an umbrella. She might be part of an air assault unit. Hallelujah. <laughs> a woman. A woman. Oh, these guys, you know, when they're out there, they just want a little taste of home. They just want their waifus. Sure. Are they going to get it? They're going to turn it into to guns and aircraft. There has to be a fucking Mastodon bot that's uh, putting these pictures out at all hours during the day. This is we fresh off the it. presses, man. I, I, I mean, there will be eventually, but these are. Well, actually, this is a 2020. I'm looking at this SE47. They're saying it's from 2020. I just I can't help but feel like people are so out of touch and like fucking Adderall and Wellbutrined into space that they don't really have any appreciation for life or death and what war means and what the real implication and consequences are of warfare and they're fucking and because they're a bunch of horny dudes and everything is a flashlight they just whatever's topical becomes their new flashlight. And it's now like anime and hentai. So all these guys are weird. They don't even like they're not even into real girls. It's it's the cartoon girls. Man. Well, I'm Which, not about know, I'm not about to let this show become a, a hentai shaming production. We're not gonna <laughs> not not hentai shaming because those they're really hot. They're, they're, they draw them really hot, okay. There's no doubt about it. And I'd also it's, like to give a big shout out that I have a problem with. It's the war the war is the bad part. And yes. And, it's it's the disturbing aspect that fascinates me, uh, the fact that they, like I said, put the cuteness in the war. But we got to we got to give a shout out to Cold Acid and Abel Kirby. Uh, if if they're out there, if they're listening, if they're going to listen back, Wait, am uh, I supposed to shout now? No. Cold Acid, Abel Kirby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna tell you what it's like. We gonna kill the Batman? Cold acid. We're going to kill the Batman. Answer me this, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Booberry. <laughs> Guess what? What? We're gonna kill the Batman. We will kill the Batman. <laughs> uh, I found a. Uh, I found one of Union Chan versus Confederate Chan. <laughs> oh boy! God. Here we go. Oh, let me see this. Oh, yeah. General Sherman Coon sent me here. Oh, God. I'm, I got to close this. Oh, God. <laughs> Sherman Coon. I'm never going to be able to erase that from my mind. I just read that guy's memoirs, man. Why are you doing this to me? Uh, oh, oh, oh. I, don't know. I don't know if I'm familiar with that name. William Tecumseh Sherman? Oh, it was the... To scroll back up to it. No, he no, wasn't no. actually oh, yeah, Sherman. Oh, I see Sherman. Sherman Coon. I, I see. Sherman Coon. Yeah. <laughs> you thought his like name a, was Sherman Coon? Yeah, for a second. And then, uh, I remember what we're looking at. <laughs> oh, good to see you at Bull Run. Whoa, good to see you. Oh, oh, okay, there, Mister Ohio. <laughs> Social credit deducted. Deducted. Oh, no. (laughs) 
Now I got to go ISO that Miso Horny song. Two live spew. Oh, yeah. So good. Well, uh, any think- parting thoughts on these uh, weird uh, anime ladies, Junta, Booberry? Mm, more research is required. Mm, much more research. Do that on your own time. <laughs> Maybe I will. You don't want me to share it with you guys? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we could find. Right. Oh, dude, we could go through the you know all the major wars and see like the best of. <gasps> oh my mm. god, Rev War waifu art. Ooh, it's oh getting my. dirtier and dirtier by the minute. All right, we're gonna we're gonna have to circle back on this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, should we listen to that third scream mail? Um, you know what? I think we shall. Ooh, sound like a song or something. Mmm, spooky. <laughs> Hmm. 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 I don't know. I'm not sure what to th- <laughs> call a waifu black ops. <laughs> I guess we'll just find out. Call of waifu black o- waifu black ops. I like it. Hell yeah! Like Damn straight. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, we only got one more, so I think we're gonna save it till the second second half of show. Very good, very good, very good. Which means you gotta pull out your cell phone and support this show in the easiest way possible by calling that telephone number at 612-263-7999. We'll play it. We'll play damn near everything on the show. There's zero pre-screening required. That's right. Doesn't cost you a dime to just call us up at 612-263-7999. Unless you're calling international, in which case, thank you for your courage. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lavish, you did the intermission up for tonight. What That's we, right. What do we uh, got in store? Uh, we we got a little of this, a little of that. Uh, should be about eleven minutes ish, and uh, should be should be whatever. How how you feeling, Judah? You ready for an intermission? Uh, I don't know that I can come back after an intermission. Is that okay? You think you might have to go? Yeah. All right. All right. That's no problem. We got you. We won't hold you hostage. We'll uh, we'll get you back on and um, find some more crazy shit to get balls deep into. <laughs> yeah. That's dirty. Dirty, dirty. Well, uh, well, you are taking off. Well, thank you for joining us tonight, man. We appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me on. I really love your guys' show. Oh, we love you. We love Mousy Bear too. Yes, yes. Big shout out to Mousy Bear. Mousy Bear Wellness Gummies. Delicious and good for you. And to give a, uh, give her our best for us. Of Please course. Do. You may be listening. <gasps> Shit. Oh, I, no. I take back literally everything that I said. Shit. We'll have to censor the whole show. <laughs> One long censor bar. She know you're here? No. Coming 
you're uh, like you're in the bathroom doing this right now. <laughs> uh, well, where else can I be with all these uh, tank and fighter jet waifus? <laughs> <laughs> you got to go take a cold shower, don't you, Chente? <laughs> oh boy well, shit. we all gotta go take a cold shower yeah, I, was, I was gonna say the same thing we're all gonna have to get hosed down here um, but thank you again uh, Tunta for joining us we really appreciate it and uh, when we come back we'll probably get into uh, some Freaks of Hazards we'll uh, get into some stories that I brought and uh, some more voicemails sounds good to me thanks guys Thank you to everybody in the green room. I love this show. Hell yeah, love man. Love you, Jinda. Love Take you, bud. Easy, brother. Have a good night. Ooh, I'm excited. Gonna be good. Funk it up. Funk it up. I'm feeling it. I love it. I love it.
States is drug abuse. In order to fight and defeat this enemy, it is necessary to wage a new all-out offensive. I have asked the Congress to provide the legislative authority and the funds to fuel this kind of an offensive. This will be a worldwide offensive, it will be government-wide, and it will be nationwide in terms of a new educational program uh, that we trust will result as, uh, from the discussions that we have had. If we're going to have a successful offensive, we need more money. Consequently, I'm asking the Congress for $155 million in new funds, which will bring the total amount this year in the budget for drug abuse, both in enforcement and treatment, to over $350 million. As far as the new money is concerned, incidentally, I have made it clear to the leaders that if this is not enough, if more can be used, more will be provided. In order to defeat this enemy, money will be provided to the extent that it is necessary and to the extent that it will be useful. And finally, in order for this program to be effective, it is necessary the American people all join in it. Fundamentally, it is essential for the American people to be alerted to this danger, to recognize that it is a danger that will not pass. It will continue to exist, and that is why this offensive deals with the problem there but will then go on to deal with the problem. Uh, I very much hesitate always to bring some new responsibility into the White House because there are so many here. But I consider this problem so urgent. I also found that it was scattered so much throughout the government that it had to be brought into the White House and consequently so that we have not only the responsibility but the authority to see that we wage this offensive effectively in a coordinated way. Some of you may have noticed a letter that went viral on the internet over the past few days. The letter is from George H. W. Bush's presidential library. I hadn't read it in a long time until yesterday, and it moved me to tears just like it did all those years ago. It's the letter that President Bush left in the Oval Office for my husband.
Ricci, owner of Tommy's Arcades. Are you stuck at home? You need some fresh air? Well, then come on down to our brand new location here in the Dark Sewer. Tommy's Dark Sewer Arcades has just opened its doors to the public. I have been in the electronic gaming business for 33 years. We dumped our old location and we moved down here into the sewer. Yeah, we're in the driest corner we can find. We've got four beautiful pristine machines, liquid hot, ready to roll. We've got snacks, candy, soda, beer, liquor, drugs, and so much more. (laughs) It's an all-out bonanza down here, and you don't want to miss it. If you want to book the space for parties or other reservations, give us a call at 917-719-5923. This is Tommy from Tommy's Arcades, and hey, I'm living the 16-bit friggin' dream! I love you, Precious, with all my heart, and to know you love me means my life. How often have I thought about the immeasurable joy that will be ours someday, how lucky our children will be to have a mother like you. This is a pretty good preview of coming attractions, I'll tell you. Very nice. Thank you, Bert. Thank you. I still feel the same way. You're kidding. Well, that's really nice. And when was the last time you called me precious? Let's see. Well, I 19... saw that movie. <laughs> 1943. December 12th. That was the last time that's you awesome. called me. 1943. Mm. Long time ago.
Well, shit, I wasn't expecting that to kick in so quickly. <laughs> Welcome Neither back. Neither was to- I, and they made the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Second Second Half a Show for Behind the Schemes, and we're tripping balls for this hey, one. We are, we're off our, our rockers here, man. What are oh, we doing? Oh, my. I knew I was going to be late for the intermission. I didn't know you were going to. Oh, that's great. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Better open another beer. I, you know, I had to celebrate this episode, and I'm doing something I haven't done in a long, long time, but I myself am enjoying a tasty alcoholic beverage. So am I. What are you drinking tonight, sir? I am drinking a Sociable Cider Works, which is local to Minneapolis. It is the Training Wheels Hazy Blueberry. Mmm, the blueberry. Oh, I see what you're doing. I see mm. that. Like a good theme. Very nice. I'm drinking a grapefruit IPA from Ooh. 21st Amendment Brewery. Om nom. It's quite tasty. Quite delectable. Very legal. I like it. Yeah. Uh, that was that was the intermission. And for those of you out there, you know, every now and again we get somebody who's like, why are you guys doing intermission? Well, it's because it's tasty. It's a tasty intermission. We like doing intermissions. They're fun. And, you know, you get a little stretch in. We're, 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 we have a theater background, so we expect intermission. It's actually union. It's, it, it's, it's actually, in the contract. It's part of our equity contract that we get an intermission. So, um, and we have people in the chat who actually enjoy the intermission. Uh, so they say, including Bully Steed and Billy Bones and Phone Boy and Turbo Faggot. And uh, all kinds of great folks out there. Dark Lord Arcade, Net Ned. They're all hanging out in the chat and they're enjoying the uh, the intermission, I, I suppose. So there you go. Well, this uh, is interesting. Turbo said catching one of your intermissions on the NA stream hooked him. Oh. Really? Oh. Fascinating. There you go. That's cool. We're a multifaceted production, people. <laughs> <laughs> Audio, visual, I you can pat it. my tummy and rub my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my wait. cake and eat it too. We're uh, what do they call them? The triple threat. Triple threat. Yeah, triple threat, baby. Hey, oh, what? Yeah, triple, tripling up. You can sing, you can act, and most importantly, you can dance. You can dance, dance for me. Yes. Music can be kind of rare on the NA stream sometimes. Servo was right about that. But um, we, we, we're music people. We like music here. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody's uh, said anything. So we like to play it. Um, and yeah, Bully Steed, yeah. Small batch, artisanal, hand-selected, intermissions every time. Well, what could they say? Oh, you're playing music. Uh, party foul. Listen to one of those non-intermission shows then. Oh, Lordy. For uh, those who do enjoy our show, though, we should probably thank those who have come in for episode 94 and our our producers seeing us how we are a value-for-value value production, which means, as we said before, we don't take corporate sponsors. We don't take any sort of money from anybody other than those who... Uh, enjoy our show and get value from our show, and they show value back. 
And whatever value you get out of the show, you can give it back to us. And you can do that, of course, with financial contributions, which you can go to our website at BehindTheSchemes.com. Three is for ease. Or you can just give us a call at 612-263-7999. Or you can send us an email. All of that's on our website. You can hang out in the chat. You can chat with us. You can give us ideas. You can send art if you're an artistically inclined individual like the insanely talented Nestworks who jammed out an unbelievable piece of artwork for us yesterday uh, for the Battle of the Douchebags Part 3. And, of course, to our uh, one of my favorite artists, Bags, who drew the art which I used in the NAS promo tonight. Fantastic, fantastic artists and talent around here. Um, and, uh, yeah, so let's thank the people that helped us with Episode 94. I can't remember if we had... Uh, if if we had announced it before or not, but just to be safe, TurboFagot has set up a monthly donation of $5.33. Um, Ooh, nice. Yeah, and we were kind of emailing back and forth to uh, fact check some dates, and uh, we just really appreciate... Uh, he was actually dropping some <laughs> assy art in the chats earlier. and um, Yeah, I saw that. Just doing some behind-the-schemes art in the chat yeah i see the frogs from uh the the <clears throat> one show art that uh that he did it's like 64 63s somewhere in there ah uh, yes yeah yeah there's there's a keck aspect there somewhere mm-hmm. uh and then tunsa he came in with a uh, his monthly donation <clears throat> of three dollars and 33 cents oh yeah well thank you junta hey he was just on our show he was uh, and of course, he did some promo art for this episode. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, I don't. Did you see it, Lavish? I don't think I have seen it. Oh well, let me uh, send you a link there in the chat. Uh, but it me. is it is a uh, <laughs> server a, down. Oh, bummer sauce. Um, here I'll I'll get that uh, saved. Yeah, I don't worry about. It. Well, I'll I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. I want to see it. Uh, I'll have it in the show notes, but it's a mummy smoking a joint with a shirt that says, uh, what does it say? Forklift operator. I don't ever quit, but I'll cuss the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Mummy's wearing Crocs. That's amazing. Hell yes. (laughs) Nice. Uh, very cool. We appreciate that. And, uh, mousybear.com is where you can go support some homestead and they make, all natural wellness gummies over there. And they even mm-hmm. have some special bowl after bowl and behind the schemes shapes out there. They do. If you order by special request, they'll give you the behind the schemes shaped gummies. Which is definitely up there for this cool stuff that we have going on right now. Mm-hmm. We, we have our own gummies, people. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Junja. And thank you so much, Mousy Bear. Mousybear.com. And then uh, I had a I had an adventure on Saturday. I drove to St. Paul and met up with Double Thought, and we went uh, with his brother in law. We went and saw a Misfits tribute band called Gravezig. <laughs> nice. So you guys went to a cool punk show. There's pictures of it in the chat. I'm looking at them right now. We Gravesig. had a blast. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. I've seen these guys before. Had a really good time. It was his brother-in-law's first time to a punk show, so that was cool as fuck. Uh, pulling him into the pit. 
Um, <laughs> a double thought is a dude to go see a fucking punk show with. He was all up. Ah, it was it was so fucking cool. Uh, up there on the mic singing when uh, the guy playing Michael Graves in the band turned the mic and pointed it to the audience, letting them fucking sing. Which the audience was singing every goddamn song. Uh, not to mention, mm-hmm. very cool. Um, Hell yeah! They they did the costumes. There was there was a pit going. I didn't I didn't spend the entire night jumping around. Because I had to sort of pace myself because it was like a 45-minute drive back home. Um, <laughs> but for like the last, I don't know, five, six songs, and jumped in there. Had, mm-hmm. had such a good time. <laughs> nice. It looks like a good time. Looks like a really, really good time. Uh, cool. Shout out to Derek, DoubleThoughtDimension.com. He's been a guest on the show before. Derek is a, is a very cool guy. Gets cooler and cooler every every day, and uh, he actually sent in thirty three dollars and thirty three cents today. Heyo, which holy shit, we really appreciate that man. And uh, yes, very grateful. You know they they talked about having another show in May. Um, I'm tentatively throwing it out there. Maybe we can go uh, meet up and catch him again. Could be yeah. cool. Could be legal. Gotta hit the scene and also get see some shows that maybe are uh, closer to you. You know, you're you're there in the big city, right? Is that the idea? I, I'm I'm not exactly sure where you're at, but yeah, it's it's like twenty to Minneapolis and thirty forty five to right. St. Paul. I see, I see. So yeah, it's just a St. Paul run. Very cool. But I had a cool conversation outside the bar once they were. Uh, closing up for the night. They did close at midnight, which sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole part of St. Paul just just shut down at midnight. Um, right. But uh, me and his uh, brother-in-law had a a cool conversation just about uh, YouTube and um, you know, YouTube compared to working value for value, and the way the interactions with your YouTube sc- subscribers work differently. Uh, against the producers and whatnot. So that was a cool conversation. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. I won't dox his name. That's uh, yeah. It was it was a it was a grand time, grand time. Mm. Very cool. Very legal. And I think that was it. Yes. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, got a lot of 33s in there. As a matter of fact, they all had 33s, which is really, really cool. Hell yes. Uh, We're a fan of the 33 around here. But yeah, I, um, you know, I just, one of the things that we talked about is that's what makes this show so enjoyable is finding other people that are in weird fucking shit and then uh, pulling it all together, making a show yeah. out of it. Meeting up with folks is a, is really special treat that uh, I didn't really expect, and uh, you know Junta, you know he he was uh he was giving you some pretty high praise earlier, you know about uh, how how good looking you are and all <laughs> that, but uh, I will have everybody know that this man the first time he ever wanted to meet up with me was in a prison, so I'll let you I'll let you take that as it as you will. Ooh. <laughs> Very spicy. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
Wow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, Lordy. But yes, um, BehindTheSchemes.com is where all that action takes place. Find us at BadRadio.live as well. And uh, thank you again, everybody. Yeah, thank you so much. God bless you, kids. Oh, God bless all this money. Are you getting what you paid for? <laughs> Did you? Did you, punk? Uh, you want to do a um, scream mail? We got two. Sure. We can do one. I'll do one. Let's do them. one. Oh, we got two? Let's do one. You know, those times you've just been at work all day and, and you just feel like, what is it? What's going on here? And it's day after day and, and you're just like, this is, if I keep on going this direction, it's just not going to get me to the places that I want to be. So you just realize you literally got to sit down. You got to sit down and focus. You got to sit down and focus. Focus like a locust. And you just got to sit down and start navigating that path to where you want to be. You just got to scream because you're not where you want to be, but you can't get too angry. You just got to focus. Anyway, that's how I feel right now. Scripture battles. Love you guys. How to scream. That's another good one. I had to circle back for that. I like the mistranslation here at the end. It's crucial battles, Bobby, guys. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's going to be the next uh, military mascot. Who's again? Crucial Battles Bobby? Uh, Crucial Battles Bobby, guys. Cru- Crucial Battles Bobby. Hi, I'm Crucial Battles Bobby. <laughs> and oh, this, wow. is my, this is my <laughs> SU-82 waifu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Get behind those schemes. Oh, lordy. Uh, Nice. Thanks, Christopher Battles. I got some I got some shit to share with you. There is something big coming Uh-oh. down the pipeline. Uh I'm 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 edging. We're gonna need some serious capital. And we're gonna need this capital fast. That's the only way that I can break it down. Because fast capital. Bro, there is an upcoming auction. And for $50,000, you could own the very first ever piece of KISS merchandise. Yes, I repeat, the very first hand-drawn logo on graph paper, drawn by Ace Freely himself, pasted onto a pinback button. $50,000, it could be yours. This is some big shit, dude. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I don't think I've ever seen a picture. Okay, so let's back up here for a second. Um, Kiss, I should clarify, is one of my all time favorite bands. Mm. They're a band of dick bags, but I love them nonetheless. And, uh, there's a lot of Kiss mer- merchandise out there. Uh, it, it is a market in and of itself. Dimebag Daryl was, uh, buried. In a kiss casket. I think uh, Vinny, too, if I'm not mistaken. A kiss casket? Yes. A kiss casket. A kisket? A kisket, a casket. Tisket, tasket. Buried in a kiss casket. 
Who knew it? And famously, in Gene Simmons' family jewels, his office was a little mini Kiss merchandise museum. Uh, there, anything and everything under the sun has had Kiss's image and logo slapped on it at one point or another. Surely, surely. And here we are looking at the very originator of it. And the beginning. Dude, it's uh it, the logo's a little different. The um the KISS logo as we know it does not feature this diamond. Uh diamond eye daughter. Dotting the eye, yeah. And it's got some some lips drawn down below it as well, uh, which is never really featured anywhere. Uh, but other than that, it pretty much remained exactly the same. The K is drawn a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the main thing is the the SS, the Nazi SS, <laughs> the is super still the same. problematic. Oh, dude, there's photos of fucking uh, Ace and uh, Paul Stanley, lead singer, in Nazi regalia uh, sure, on tour and sure. back in God, probably, I think uh, early seventies and. The 90s reunion tour, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk about it in their biographies and shit. Those photos still float around and exist. I mean, no. Yeah, do I, mean, I think, you know, are they card carrying members? No. I don't think it should be illegal to do that. I, I don't think that it should be a big deal to to cosplay as Nazis if, if it's all an ironic good fun. I, you know, I think that. I think that if you're dressing up as a Nazi because you're really a Nazi, well, then, yeah, maybe we got a problem. But <laughs> if you're just a rock star and you're just a dick and you're wearing a Nazi outfit, I don't think they should crucify you for that. But that's just my personal opinion. Uh, this button was done up by Ace originally to show the band a sort of demo for uh, some swag that had the band's name on it. Um. It was, it's very early 70s, 1973, it was, uh, it was drawn up. And the last time that I checked, let's, uh, let's see the link here. There are currently zero bids with three days and 20 hours remaining on the clock. We got time, folks. I feel like there's been a sort of, a. uh, uh, a series of auctions that have happened lately, high profile auctions where they went for a high bid and nobody went for it. And things that went up for millions and got sold for hundreds. Mm-hmm. The floor this, is falling out. This is a very interesting piece though. This is a piece of, as you said, it's a piece of graph paper and it's, I guess, pasted onto a, a, a circular button, right? Is that the idea? Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's a button with this thing on it. Yep. Little regular pin back button. It's probably in a glass case or something. <laughs> and uh, I think they said they delivered it in a mylar sleeve inside of a mini plastic case. Uh, included with okay. it is a certificate of, of uh, authenticity. Okay. Okay. So you get your little plastic container with this little thing. But I have to say, this is probably very fragile. Mm hmm. I yeah, mean, this isn't like uh, this is this is a delicate product here. It was not stored in any condition intended to keep it uh, in a long-lasting state. I really think it was just one of those shoved in a box in some closet sort of dealio. 
Yeah, I mean, if if it truly is the original, then it's astounding that it made it this long, and it didn't get rolled up into a joint or something. Uh, I mean, you can see from the quality, just cracking on it, just from this picture that you posted, just looks like somebody fucking literally took it and pasted it onto a button, which is is what it looks like. So fifty grand, huh? I'm thinking it goes for two. Ooh, with steel. I think I think that's what it's going to go for. Well, two grand. We'll have to check in next week and see what it lands on. Uh, just just as a like a a button fan aficionado, I, I dig this. This is pretty cool. A little out of my cost wheelhouse. <laughs> well, this is your. These are your guys. <laughs> Is this Ace Frelly fellow still alive? Oh yeah, he's still alive. Okay, mm-hmm. I was well, uh, I was looking at trying to take a train into Milwaukee to see Ace Freely open for Alice Cooper. Uh, Freely, what was Ace Freely last year? Yeah, uh-huh. that would have been a cool fucking show. Hmm. Man, they had so much cool kiss shit at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no shortage of it. Pinball machines. Yeah. I mean, that one's not as uncommon. I, I saw a fucking Led Zeppelin, uh, what was it, Led Zeppelin oh, 3 man. pinball machine? Well, that would be sick, because yeah. I fucking love Led Zeppelin 3. I think it's one of the greatest albums of all time. But Is that the one that's uh, got, like, the candy cover? It's white with a bunch of, uh... It's got a bunch of little knickknacks on it. It's yeah. yeah, the white background with a bunch of little, like, stickers and shit. Uh, Jimmy Page has gone on the record and said that that album was done to an artist friend as a favor, and he, to this day, isn't very happy with it. But that is the album. Uh, the the coolest pinball machine I saw at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was the Stones pinball machine, mm. which is from, like, fucking 71 or something. They said that it was in Keith Richards' house until uh, until, like, the early 2000s. Yeah, I'm actually going to drop a photo of the Zeppelin machine right now. I meant yeah. to send that to you. I guess I dropped the ball. Oh, yeah. Look at that bad boy. That's hot. Two elms at once. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Zeppelin 3. Uh, I'm excited to see what's, uh, what comes of this button. You're not allowed to reproduce it, sadly. So you can't photocopy this uh, this bad member Jamba. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you got 3D printers. Make it happen. I mean, you at least got you got to make a like. If this is going to be a thing, you got to make a knockoff of it because it's cute. If you can't have the real thing, then you might as well have a fake. Mm-hmm. Shit, we could probably get some fucking graph paper and just do forge it. this. <laughs> we could do it right now. We do have, it right now. I have graph paper here. Yeah, me too. Well, we'll do it, and then we'll just we'll see what happens. See who's his closest. And we'll do one with this uh, kiss logo on it, and then we'll do another one with a big Z. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> <laughs> feeling feeling spicy as of late. We're so spicy <laughs> talking about waifus and and certain nasty <laughs> things. Too spicy for for regular air. This is why we are a value for value production. Too spicy right. for prime time. Indeed. Uh, yeah, man, I uh, I definitely am not as big a kiss guy as you are, but I understand that this does have significant value. This is uh, quite the piece. And I like the lips, too, because, I mean, think about it. The band's name's Kiss. 
So it makes sense that the logo, the initial logo would have the lips. But I feel like Rolling Stones could almost sue them for this. Mm. They, had, they probably had to drop it because they, they've got the, the Licks logo. And uh, I just feel like any lips other than Rocky a, Horror Picture Show. There's a lot more show. tongue involved with that one. Yeah, but... You can't... The Rolling Stones hasn't cornered the market on, on lips. I mean, look at uh, fucking Rocky Horror Picture Show. But we're talking about 1973. I suppose that's true. Rocky Horror, I think it was 83. Yeah, Rocky Horror came out later. And not only that, but Rocky Horror was just, it's a one-off thing, like a movie. If Kiss made their whole brand oh, lips. It was 75, I'm sorry. Oh, Rocky Horror was 75, really? Yep. I was way eh. off. Price is wrong, bitch. Well, oh, it, it's a movie. I mean, talking about a band, right? You, you, you can do lips in a movie. And Rolling Stones will sue you. But if you're a big-time, massive band and you're selling out stadiums and your logo is lips, you don't think that the Stones are going to be pissed about that? Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm not familiar enough with the the ins and outs of... Um, how the Rolling Stones is operated as a business unit over it the years. It seems like a dick move Mick Jagger would make. I, I am a, I am a Rolling Stones fan, admittedly. So, as much as you know about Kiss, I probably know about the Stones. Uh, yeah, that's just my take. You never yeah, know. I mean... Music and, industry is a weird thing. And I, I, you know, looking at the design of this particular button... There's no, there's no real focus. the The diamond pulls pulls your vision one way, and then you got the heavy bottom of the lips. I mean, it's it's cool for like an initial sketch, but um, but it needs refining. It, yeah, see. and and honestly, like all it took was just pulling out the fucking kiss part, which yeah, this logo has been, of course, censored in Germany on uh, various albums. Sure. But hey, yeah. you know, Adolf was an artist, and he was a graphic designer, really, by trade. And uh, this is just, th- that bastard fucking latched on to some very universal symbols that we just can't use anymore because he <laughs> used them. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. Mm. <laughs> but uh, that, that guy, I mean, he was, de- him being an artist is definitely a part of his thing. And all of the, the, aesthetic of of what nazism was what we remember it as which is him wearing really nice clothes and having these really beautiful fancy flags and all colors and all shit you know you know what he was doing (laughs) but anyway if you want to get uh this uh, nice kiss button here that's going to disintegrate the minute you vomit on it after a party uh you can get it for 50 grand i guess put in your bid exactly zero people are trying for it Let's go. Yeah. Feeling pretty good. And if anybody wants to, you know, contribute it to the show, I'm, I know Pooh Berry would appreciate it. Hell yeah. Uh, I and might then, just forge it and send it to him and see if he buys it. I, I got mean, it for you, boobs. Either Check way, it out. Either way. Either way. You know I would wear it. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. I'll put it on my uh, embroidered guar jacket that I picked up. Well, let me ask you this. If you actually got the $50,000 button, would you wear it? Mm. 
I would wear a reproduction of it. But you can't reproduce it. I don't give a fuck. Catch me outside. I mean it. <laughs> Come and stop me. I'll wear the button. And my head is back. Yeah, there's your head. Baby, come back. Can't blame it all on me. But no, I I wouldn't feel good about uh, just immediately trashing something like that. Yeah, because it's a piece of rock history. Now you have an obligation. You'd have to preserve it. It's a relic. I mean, like, let's be real. Because you're a real Kiss fan, so you really want to preserve that. And it's the starting point. It's the flashpoint for something as ludicrous as Kiss merchandise. Mm-hmm. Which is so a very much big market. Yeah. So much of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, massive market. I mean, talking about merchandising, no rock band in the world probably has more of like a brand and merchandising with as much success as Kiss. Nope. Except maybe the Stones, but still. I, c- I could see there being Rolling Stone condoms. Easy. Oh, there's Rolling Stone everything. Yeah. Anything and everything. Breakfast cereal, whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, it happened a long time ago. All that's the problem with that is that the real heydays of these bands were in the 80s, right? And uh, the late 70s, early 80s is when both the Stones and Kiss were like kings. Oh, Just, and, and then there was the Kiss comic book where they bled into the ink and printed, mm-hmm. printed them. Very Satan y. Yeah, incredibly Satan y. But apparently legal. <laughs> Hell yeah! Tony Hawk did the same thing with his uh, with his skateboard. We talked about that, and allegedly, uh, oh god, what the fuck was his name? The Mischief Company and Old Town, Old, yeah. Old Town Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, little Nas guy. Yeah, yeah little Nas. Yeah, <laughs> blood, blood. It's all about blood. Hmm. All right, this button bores me now. <laughs> Let us. Let us get cluck-pilled. <laughs> Lavish, Let's would you... go to the cluck dungeon. Ooh. <laughs> Quick, t- Booberry, to the cluck dungeon. <laughs> How do you spell dungeon? <laughs> dungeon? There we go, I got it. I, th- I got it. <laughs> E-O-N. Close enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's some nice assy art. I can't see it proper. Uh, the format's weird in hex chat. Yeah, mine is. Uh... I'm not sure. It looks like a mage. I'm it not sure. It looks like uh, one of those. Uh, what was the Pokemon that was green and it was like a rock and it couldn't do anything? Bulbasaur. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, this one was uh, oddish. It, it would just harden. It was literally a floating like uh, uh, metapod. Met metapod. It was, but it was was it metapod? Oh god, no, metapod used harden. Metapod <laughs> used harden. Yeah, yeah, that's Met- exactly it. Other metapod used harden. <laughs> Other metapod used harden. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it looks like a metapod to me. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Sharky. Uh yeah, hit, hit, hit me with that dungeon music. Dungeon music? Oh shit! Uh yes. You know what I'm talking about? I seem to recall a time. 
Yeah, that's it. We're going to the Cluck Dungeon. Welcome to your doom. Rise from your grave. I am a little horrified at this idea. Rise from your grave. Even though I'm going to have to preface this entire story by, I think it was a hypothetical sort of bogus, like, oh, I just want to draw attention to factory farming. Uh, This story involves the use of chickens. And I Mm. have an incredibly not funny BBC clip of some British asshole. (laughs) Not that I think that British British people are assholes. But I think this guy is an asshole talking about the chicken matrix. Caged hens to get virtual reality headsets to make them feel like free range chickens. <laughs> How insane is that? They're fitting battery hens with virtual reality so they think they're free range. I've got an idea how you can make them feel free range. Open the fucking cage! <laughs> Imagine the chickens putting it on, just like, oh, this is incredible. I'm running in an open field. I'm so lucky. System error. Oh, no. I'm dancing in my own shit. (laughs) It's crazy. It's like some kind of, it's like some kind of chicken matrix. And then the scene goes into uh, a bunch of agents from the matrix fighting a chicken turned Neo. (laughs) Neo chicken. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so the story came uh, came out of 2012 from the Royal College of Arts. An architectural <laughs> student named Andre Andre Ford uh, proposed that we turn to vertical chicken farms where the birds have been lobotomized and raised in an unaware state. He said, as long as their brain stem is intact, the homeostatic uh, static functions of the chicken will continue to operate by removing the cerebral cortex of the chicken. Its sensory perceptions are removed. It can be produced in a denser condition while remaining alive and oblivious. Wow. So as if our food wasn't brain dead enough or bored enough, what do you think happens if we eat brain dead animals? Do you think that changes us at all? Well, if someone cooking your food affects the way it affects your body, then I would absolutely believe that lobotomizing a bunch of chickens would uh, definitely have some sort of karmic effect on on people. Because you are what you eat, you know? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had, uh, like, real bacon from a real pig that had a great life and a name? And then, no. you know, grew to a ripe old age, and then they killed it, and then they made bacon out of it? And it's just like the best bacon you've ever had in your life. Uh, Wow, I've never had real bacon before. We haven't been talking about splitting a hog. Splitting a hog? Yeah. I I can get into that later. We'll talk about splitting a hog later. We're talking about... (laughs) 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 Booberry, there's children that listen to this show. We can't talk about splitting a hog right now. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Censor all that out. Yes. I can but do that. the quality of the, the, the life of the animal does have an impact on the quality of the food. We know that through Iberico ham, which is the most famous and expensive ham in the world. It's produced in Spain. 
the 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 hogs are given an extraordinarily wonderful life towards the end they are given fresh acorns to eat every day um you know so these things do matter The feet will also be removed so the body of the chicken can be packed together in dense volume. Food, mm. water, and air are delivered via an arterial network and excreta Arteria. uh, arterials. Excuse me. There you go. And uh, excreta is removed in the same manner. Around a thousand chickens will be packed into each quote leaf, which forms part of a moving productive system. Wow! So they'll lobotomize a chicken. <laughs> they cut off the feet. They bundle them together. They they pump them full of food, water, and air. So they're saying that they're going to intravenously <laughs> feed each and every one of these uh, brain-dead chickens. <laughs> like, how is that supposed to be cost-effective? Uh, that's, that's yeah. anyway, please continue. I could find very little about this dude in this story. There's not much about well, it, so I don't think okay. the... the, the the program went very far. I can say, w- with my experience with architects, they aren't the they aren't the brightest. I mean, they they're they're smart people. I, I I don't want to put down architects, but my experience with them is that they're not. That they do they they do shit like this. That's that's what I'll say. Yeah, I do think <laughs> it was kind of just written for shock uh shock value. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe he's just trying to bolster his public profile. Yeah, Ford called this pro- uh, project pragmatic, not cynical. Uh, quote, I think it is time we stopped using the term animal when referring to the precursor of the meat that ends up on our plates. Animals are things we keep in our homes and watch on David Attenborough programs. Damn, Animal- that guy's racist. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Uh, animals bred for consumption are crops and agricultural products like any other. We do not and cannot provide adequate welfare for these agricultural products, and therefore welfare should be removed entirely. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if he's not doing this as a joke, I, I got news for this guy. He's a sociopath. Well, anyway. you know what? Your existence sucks pretty bad, but you shouldn't even be in a state to realize how bad it is. So we're going to well, lobotomize you. The next time you go into a, a commercial office space and you look around, I want you to remember that it was this asshole that designed it. <laughs> You're oh, this as much a cattle as these fucking <laughs> cattle. It's just like, God damn it. I can't, I, I, I hate to do this because I work in construction and I deal with architects all the time. I just, I have a really funny thing about architects. They're just—they're a very spe- special kind of person. Very brainy, but just in a weird way. They're kind of like—they're kind of like doctors. They're like uh, absent-minded professors. The this, Del Torre character of Commedia dell'arte, if you will. This does feel very brainy. It's like, oh, look how sophisticated my solution is. Yeah, it's it it. Shows itself as this massive intellect and as this pragmatism, but really it's uh, uh what's the uh, the cartoonist that had all the it had a big complicated machine that would do a simple uh, Rube Goldberg, yeah, yeah, it's like a Goldberg machine, 
or is it or is that his name? Rude Goldberg. Yeah, Rude Goldberg. Yeah, uh, it seems like that. It's just like okay, so you're going to cut all these chickens' brains out, and then you're going to have to feed them through a tube in order to. So we feed them the food through the tube so that they can feed us through a tube. I don't get it. It's it's not good. I don't like it. Doesn't seem <laughs> cost effective. No, I I don't think it is. Anyway, and and trying to successfully lobotomize a thousand chickens in a row and then shove tubes in them to keep them alive. <laughs> yeah, quote unquote unlo- uh, alive. <laughs> this guy has he watched the videos of the slaughterhouses? Does he know the the sheer volume that these guys deal with, and that's why it's so brutal? I'm uh, I'm sure he is incredibly well researched. Uh, we'll see. Uh, in in the sense that I think he probably watched a a bunch of mm, staunch animal rights videos because these people. I I really don't like to use the term these people, but um, when it comes to animal rights activists, there's some crazy motherfuckers out there. Like the former president of PETA at one at one point when she when she eventually passes away, she wants to be turned into horse glue as a statement. Mm. Um, yeah, there's in, like when you look at the uh, Feld Entertainment, the company that eventually bought Barnum and Bailey's Ringling Brothers. Um, they've always had crazy interactions with uh Groups like PETA and others. Um, mm-hmm. And that's... And there's a real sadism associated. I mean, in Norfolk, Virginia, where PETA started, they they would snatch dogs that were chained up in front yards and put them down because that was a better existence than being chained up in somebody's yard. Yeah. they For me, PETA has always been... Uh, your atypical organization that claims to do good, but really what they are doing is power tripping. And uh, I think that happened a lot with the COVID thing too. Uh, you got a lot of people out there that are very cruel and they're, they're power hungry, not power hungry, but they're control freaks. And in order to make themselves feel like good people, they do this shit. They, they, they over-focus on something and they're a paragon when it comes to this one thing with PETA, it's animals. So you can be a total piece of shit, but as long as you go around and kill dogs that you think are unhappy, you're a good person. This is the the, the basic vibe that these guys give off. Yeah. I like this, though. Uh, I see this picture that you got in the chat of the chicken all tubed up and everything, and it looks like uh, from the Matrix, like when the, when everybody's a battery. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's a. Uh, I I think it's that exact chicken battery. <laughs> chicken battery. Double D chicken battery. That's <laughs> great. Uh, let's see. There's a more to this quote. Earlier in the project, I was proposing the chickens would be rendered unconscious or desensitized by complete removal of the head, but this has been since revised. Desensitization will be achieved by a surgical incision that separates the animal's neocortex responsible for sensory perceptions and its brain stem, which controls its homeostatic uh, homeostatic functions. 
uh, the, the head remains intact. So they're, they're not actually cutting the heads of chickens off. Um, which there was a famous chicken that lived for a long goddamn time with its head cut off. Uh, his name is Max. And that's what uh, this chapter art is. It's Max the Chicken. Mmm. They are well known for surviving after having their heads cut off. Yep. Because their heads get cut off pretty regularly. I, um, you know, I looked for a bunch of clips about this story. Couldn't find anything, but it did remind me of a sci-fi series called uh, Continuum. And uh, there's a there's a scene where, uh, if you're not familiar with the show, it's about this uh, cop who is watching the sentencing of this group of terrorists. The, the show starts off in 2073. But the terrorists escape through a time portal, and they go back in time, and she ends up following them. And uh, she's found herself, you know, trying to catch all of these dudes in the past. And uh, in the future, everything is this, it's a totalitarian government where it's a one government, one corporation. And, uh, you know, it's a surveillance state, so everything you do is tracked or, you know, you got to use an ID for everything. It's it's a cool show, um, if you can find it anywhere. Um, but there's this one scene where they're talking about the experiences of people in the future and, like, what happened after this big catastrophe. And uh, this is clip one of The Debt Farm. Many years before I was born was a time of unrest and suffering. Public government collapsed. In the years that followed, everyone had to pull together and do their share to build a better society. People worked at New Pemberton and other factory cities throughout the Union to create a better future. But that was destroyed by one man and the zealots who followed him. 22501. And so in the scene, this prison guard walks into a cell and they got a bunch of uh, these prisoners there and they call out her number and basically club her until she comes along with them. Um, are you familiar with this show? No, I'm not. Uh, it's it's a cool time travel one. Definitely worth a watch. But uh, this next clip gets into a little bit of what happens if, uh, if you don't pay your debts in this society. 22501. You have been found by the corporate court guilty of civic debt default. This is your third infraction. Therefore... In accordance with Statute 11, your citizenship is voided. I hereby sentence you to a mandatory life sentence. No, no, please. I can repay my debt if you'll just give me a chance. Progress cannot be made, and if we don't, I'll do our share. Welcome to New Pemberton. 
Take it to the shop floor, workstation 213. In this TV series, if you cannot pay your debt to the state-slash-corporate daddy, they lobotomize you, they chip you up, and they put you in a little cubicle farm building shit. Chicken Matrix. Building, so you, you provide a service? You're building what? Uh, you know, I, I don't remember specifically what they were manufacturing, but... You know, let's just say it's small electronics or whatever. iPhones. <laughs> Ooh, so they put them like on an assembly line. I get you. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, the prison system isn't too far from that. They don't lobotomize you, but they, uh, you know, if you get a nice long prison sentence, which you could definitely get through, uh, through getting debt and not paying it off, then, yeah, they'll put you to work for pennies on the dollar. You'll be making paint, military supplies. Anything that says made in America, <laughs> made in the USA, is made at Folsom. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was kind of the whole point of the, was it the 15th Amendment, 14th Amendment, whatever the oh, documentary oh. was, the 13th. 13th uh, abolishing slavery except when in prison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But... We abolish slavery, except unless you're in prison. Then you're a slave. We wrote this just for Kamala Harris. <laughs> we had her There are in many mind. people in prison right now, thanks to Kamala Harris. Many, many. We did this for you, Joe. We, we did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. We did it. We did it. We carpet bombed Syria. Woo. Woo. We did it. In the it. first month. In our first month, <laughs> Joe. We, we got we him. We bombed Syrian children. <laughs> Woo. We came. We saw. He died. All right, now. That's enough. None of that. Stop that. It's too Stop silly. That. Yes. Do you want to hit any Kyle Odom manifesto? There's the short letter to the president that he had included in his packet. Hmm. Um, we can, we hit can that. listen to that a little presidential letter. Yeah, let me. Um, let me can I read it? Yeah, let me. Uh, if you go to last week's show notes, you can get the PDF downloaded. Oh boy, here we go. So we got 93 of Who's Cherry. We got the PDF, which is... Uh, that, you'll just have to scroll for it. I don't remember where oh I put my. it. Oh, my. Oh, my. You can't give me a link to it or something? I'm looking for it here. Yep, right there. All uh, right, got it. We're doing it on the fly. And it's on what page? Uh, page 15. Page 15? Yep. Letter to the president. 
<clears throat> May I? Let's do it. Mr. Like President, it. this is in a bullet format, by the way. Mr. President, bullet one, I want to thank you for your sacrifice to this country. Bullet two, it's very upsetting to hear you talk about the things they do to you. Why do you let them? Which president is he writing to? He's writing to Obama at this time. He's writing to Obama. It's very upsetting to hear about the things they do to you. Why do you let them? Or, point. well, shit, no. Uh, ooh, let me let me find out. I'm not actually this is 2014. Sure. No, this whole uh, event took place 2016 in May. 2016. So it is a. It's oh, 2016 in May. Would that have been Trump? That would have been Trump. Ooh, interesting. So this is six months into the Trump presidency. So he's writing to President Trump. Interesting. Uh, it says, I want to thank you for your sacrifice to this country. It's very upsetting to hear you talk about the things that they do to you. Why do you let them? I suppose you have no other choice. I've been struggling with them myself for over a year now. I had nothing to lose, so I chose this instead. I could never tolerate that much abuse. I hope you don't take any of their threats too seriously. Everything is a game to them. Realize that they consider the entire human race a plaything, including you. They brag to me about what they do to you. I'm sure you already know, but he doesn't love you. Their brains don't even work that way. I don't know you personally, but they've shown me a lot about you. You're an amazing person. I hope you stop letting them humiliate you. (laughs) Why be so afraid to retaliate? Kennedy wasn't. Well, well look what happened to him. What the fuck happened to him? Kennedy it- shattered head hits concrete. <laughs> <laughs> he was shot by a dude in a gutter, and they still won't acknowledge it. It's time someone took a stand to end this nonsense. Can you think of a better legacy than that? What's worse, having everyone know the reality of the situation or watching some of our best and brightest become slaves? I wish you the very best. With the remainder of your presidency, if you're still in there, stay strong. Sincerely, Kyle. <laughs> uh, there was the caveat at the top that I feel like is important that we mention uh, in parentheses. This will not make sense unless you are the president or one of his close friends. If this doesn't pertain to you, please ignore it. Sorry, Kyle. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not good friends with the president. No, yeah, uh, but unfortunately, it does pertain to us, so we are going to check it out. Yeah, we are going to do it. <laughs> I like this. Right under it is the noteworthy Martians. Uh, I'm just going to look. Shout out you. You said a few last week. I'm going to. You said Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren. Warren. Uh, I'm just looking at a couple other ones here. Mark D. Saulnier, Nancy Pelosi. You said. Um, I'm just wondering if there's any more that look stand out to me. Yeah, that's good stuff. Mike Quigley, Jared Huffman, cool, good old Kyle. Uh, Early civilization in the Bible. (laughs) There was a he does link to a YouTube video, and I I did find it. I wish I had saved it somewhere, but it was just a it was a like a pop country song uh i wish i knew what it was now but um 
maybe I can find it again. Mm. Uh, there's also a question and answer section that we haven't hit. Uh, I mean, we're still doing pretty good on time, uh, or we can save it till next week. What are you feeling? Let's uh, let's save it till next week. All right. Well, then uh, we should probably see if we got any scream mails left, and we do. We got one. Uh, let's hear it. Now that he recognized himself as a dead man, it became important to stay alive as long as possible. And that is another 1984 quote, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. God, if I get that one wrong, I'm going to be embarrassed. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you going to go uh, one for two, over two? Yeah. Nice. Thank you for the 84 quote. From what I believe was Derek. Double thought dimensions. Dimension. Mm-hmm. No less. Double thought dimension.com. And if you want to give us one last minute, give us a call. Uh, voicemail. You can give us a call at 612-263-7999. That's 612-263-SEXY. And, uh, and let us know what you're thinking on this beautiful Monday night. We'll be back at it again next week, uh, both on the No Agenda stream and the Scaly Show, which is found over at BehindTheSchemes.com. We do this show every 7.30 Pacific, 9.30 Central, 10.30 East Coast. Monday night, every Monday night, you can find us without fail. We follow up the fantastic hog story with Sir Fletcher and Dame Carolyn Blaney, which is at 5 o'clock Pacific, uh, 7 o'clock Central. So you can want, listen to them, and you can listen to us right after. Every Monday night, we're here. We uh, we did try to do a seamless transition, but uh computer kept crashing. Oh, you know what? We had text messages. Uh, what am I thinking? Do we have some text messages? Came yes. Well, there you go. Let's see what we they text. We do. We do. Don't want to ignore them. Don't want to ignore them. Um, Let's see here. There's a bu- I always forget to check these. I, I, I do apologize. Uh, damn, there's quite a few. Shit. Oh, no. Well, I do remember we did get one text from a fellow who went to the meetup, the Concord meetup. I'd like to give him a special shout out just in case he's listening. (laughs) Uh, let me just find the info so I don't screw it up. His name is Jeffrey. 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 Oh, and No Agenda Social is back alive again. So that's good. Sir Jeffrey B. Marcy uh, asked me six days ago, uh, he had a question, and I asked him what's the question, and he didn't get back to me, and I believe he texted you that he had a question, right? Uh, Let's see here. His question was, I have a question for you. I have a cue for you. Yeah. So if you have a question for me, let me know. Uh, I'm on No Agenda Social at, at Lavish, and you can let me know what your question is. Uh, he he organizes meetups himself, I think, so maybe it's some sort of correlatory data that he would like to glean from me, which is more than uh, more than welcome. So you can get a hold of me, Jeffrey B. Marcy, at, at Lavish on No Agenda Social. Or you can give us a call. You can always give us a call and let us know what the question is on the screen mail line. Mm. That might be fun. 612 263 Yeah. He texted it. He knows. Um, 
Shit. Uh, so the one of the YouTube links that was texted in was the Truth Report episode one exposing Taylor Lorenz, uh, which seems to be a fifteen-minute video discussing uh, Taylor Lorenz, who is a uh, oh fired from the New York Times, must be a former journalist. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, what else did we have in here? Um, not a graphical novel, but a badass game. Uh, Beavis and Butthead Virtual or B and B Virtual Stupidity. Uh, high quality game rip full eclipse. What is this? Uh, just wait. Something cool is gonna happen. It seems to be a long play of uh, <laughs> a point-and-click Beavis and Butthead game. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to drop that link in there. That's hot. Yeah. Yep, Beavis and Butthead. That's, that is the pinnacle of culture, my friends. What else do we got? Uh, this one's called Sparky. Oh, it's music. Uh, it seems oh. to be someone pouring water into a little mound of sand, and uh, oh, interesting. It's like a sand cup using a bottle of water. Yeah, sounds like some occult shit to me. Mm-hmm. No doubt. It's uh, <laughs> praise Satan. Turning sand into water. Come on now. Oh, that reminds me. I found some more stuff on Gnosticism. I should probably bring that eventually. I don't know how dry that is, but I found, I mean, there's a lot of fun drawings that I found on, on the, the idea behind Gnosis and behind Gnosticism. Uh, there's a, there's a meme that you will find all the time on 4chan and everywhere called, I hate the Antichrist mm-hmm. or I, I hate the Demiurge. Have you ever seen, I hate the Demiurge? Yeah. Have you seen the Demiurge? Like, uh, explanation image <laughs> uh maybe not <laughs> let me uh here i think i got it somewhere let me find it where uh we we won't go over it now because it's kind of a complicated sort of little topic but uh i i found some fun a fun little visual aid that kind of explains a certain aspect of narcissism uh so we can get into that later but yeah anyway out there's a lot going on here oh no it's heavy it's it's real heavy it's a full story you won't have time to we won't have time to go through it i'll I'll save it i'll take a look at it uh there was some more messages that came through phd review i read the first page and dot 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 their technology is millions of years advanced compared to ours and they can't block one guy from writing a manifesto slash pdf that exposes them I'm supposed to believe this super advanced civilization that lives on Earth, Mars, and the Moon doesn't have an algorithm or one million humans constantly scouring the internet and removing simple information that can easily expose them. That defies all logic and believability right there. It is more likely that one guy and his document are full of shit than it is for an ultra-advanced civilization to not be able to control information. He's trolling people like, what's the most bizarre shit I can make up and have these numbnuts believe? 
They believe in Jesus and Allah. Why not lizard people? <laughs> That's kind of too long of a parody to read, my men. He's making fun of conspiracy theorists, right? I'll be real with you. I'm looking at this from the angle that this dude is a fucking targeted individual experiencing extreme levels of gang stalking. And then he went fucking nuts and he wrote a manifesto. Uh, what he saw, I have no idea. I just know that he shot a dude six times with a 45 fucking hollow point and the preacher walked away from it. So it's uh it's interesting in that regards uh do i necessarily believe all the alien shit eh, not really Even i don't need to believe it I, I still want to know about it yeah i mean let's, let's entertain the data and the sniffing part is super intriguing that's memeable enough to stand out i want to see patterns yeah I, that's that's you know part of the i think the the work that we do is is noticing patterns and um this sort of thing you know you just have to you have to be open to the data you don't have to believe that there's aliens and lizards and bullshit but you can at least not say well there's no fucking way <laughs> there's no way there's no lizards there's a chance there's a chance. Oh, there's, there's a 1% oh, no. chance there's lizards. I definitely, I, I'm definitely behind the lizard people. It's not a 0% chance that there aren't lizards. Okay, people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that's the world we live in, but... It is virtually not 0%. Yeah. This is the way it is. This is maths. Uh, let's see here. There's, um, there's another video in here. Cow blood thirsty aliens. Ooh, cow blood is being used for alien hybrid fertilization. The unexplained files. Wow. See, this is my... I like the idea that the aliens harvest us for our blood. Mm. Blood is so freaking important. Bloodlines are so important. You know, the second most stated word in the Bible is blood. Would the first word be God? The. The. (laughs) No, uh... I gotta let me find that. I, I totally pulled that out of somewhere, and I gotta now back it up. Most stated words in the Bible, the most commonly word used word is "Lord God, man, Israel, people." I like blood's in there a lot, though. <laughs> These are all just standard bullshit. Oh, here we go. Blood. Hundred most used words. So other than the common shit like the sun, men, house, hand, you got blood in there. Blood is in there all the time because blood is important. Gold, good heart, heaven. But uh like we were talking about with crucifixion for our Easter episode. There was a very deliberate act that you would make by crucifying somebody when crucifixion was first uh, thought up of the idea is that you would crucify somebody above Mother Earth because you don't want to taint Mother Earth with that impure blood. And you have sacrifices, human sacrifices, the Aztec culture, mm. and even the Greek culture. The Greek culture for major rituals, they would sacrifice animals, they'd sacrifice chickens, they'd sacrifice goats. Uh, and uh, the, the idea of halal and the idea of kosher has a lot to do with blood. 
So it would make perfect sense that aliens would want to get in on some Earth blood action. They want the pure stuff. They want the good stuff. They want that shit that hits right. And then if you, according, you know, if you're going to believe the Rothschild forum thing, the Rothschild thing, that we still haven't really talked about in depth, and we should one of these days. But the idea is that you keep the bloodlines pure, and that's why they're these elitist families they're all inbreed. <laughs> fucking the cousins! Fucking each other's cousins. I mean, there's a political reason to do that, but beyond the political reasons, if, if you're still doing that, then yeah, there's a, there's a bloodline issue there. Ooh. Mm. Zipping up the family tree. It's not an easy business. <laughs> it's like a bonsai. <laughs> but fucking your cousin wasn't too bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh we didn't have any other voicemails come through. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's time. I think it's time we wrap this. Uh, oh, uh, except I thanks, Servo, for this cool Bible graphic that just came up, though. That's some good shit. Oh. I was uh, so unprepared, yeah. I forgot the one thing that's going to get us out of here tonight. Ugh, what am I doing with myself? <sighs> one of these days. You know, we're gonna you're figure only it out. flesh and blood, Booberry. Flesh, I do blood, I and moth. I do what I can. I tried. Step right up, see the wild mothman leap nimbly bimbly from tree to tree over the mighty rivers of British Columbia. Step on down this way, folks. Get your tickets now. The popcorn, the lights, the heat of the suckers tent. You gotta love it, kid. Get your kids a bag of candy. Get your wife a bag of kids. Get your kids a bag of wives. Come on down. See amazing sights of clown cars. Clowns as far as the eye can see. Wild animals from majestic and faraway lands. <laughs> tigers. Lions. Tigers. Oh my. Oh my, indeed. And I Ladies did- and gentlemen, coming all the way from behind the schemes land, I'd like to introduce the MC of the evening, the ringmaster, Sir Booberry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse. And I just have to say, I put on my moth pants on one leg at a time, just like everyone else out there. And That's introducing right. the marvelous Lavush, Lavush. That's me. That's me, people. (laughs) Caress him. (laughs) Feel him in your arms. Please, for free, if if that's all right. (laughs) Love is slit. (laughs) We'll see you next Monday, you sick degenerates. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Yeah, catch you next time. I know you like to get wet, dog. Stay safe with Jesus, yo. Are you getting what you paid for? We gonna kill the Batman? Offering his services to the Demon Queen. The Demon Queen.
come again? Listening to a podcast live is a huge responsibility, as I would say. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, behind the scenes. Ha, 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 ha.